When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey folks, it's me, Andy, and Jane is here too. Hi, 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 hi. We've got some great news about merch. We've found a load of old and retired uh, items and they're ready. They're back in the store, uh, ready for you to get your purchase on. We have Corazon's Cannon Smoke Dice. Yeah. Those great dice. We got maps, we got shirts, we got all kinds of classic vintage Oxventure and outside Xbox and outside extra goodies restocked in the store. That's at store.outsidexbox.com. You should go check those out for the elusive goodies that maybe you missed the first time around. You won't believe these bargains, folks. Head on over to store.outsidexbox.com for all the stuff you thought you'd miss forever. It's back and waiting for you. Hello and welcome to the Oxventure D&D podcast. It's a D&D and more recently Blades in the Dark podcast where we listen to old episodes of Oxventure and talk about them. I'm Jane and I'm delighted to be joined this week by none other Luke Westaway. Hello. Hi, Jane. Hi. Yeah. Hi. How goes? Oh, it goes. It goes well. Um, are you watching The Last of Us? <laughs> did you already talk about Did you already yeah, talk oh about boy. The Last of Us on a previous episode? I, I certainly did not. I wasn't on the previous episode because I've been on Hollybobs. Oh, so lovely! I've been away. I've lovely. been on vacay. Yeah, okay. but um, well, um, I, I, I would love to talk about Last of Us. Tell me, tell me your thoughts and feelings. Oh, it's good. They made it. They made it good. Um, they made it good. Man, yeah. I, I mean, obviously, I don't want to. I can't talk about anything spoilery. I don't know. I don't know why I even brought it up. What a terrible thing! It seems to bring we're up. talking about spoilers on The Last of Us, which is like a what a ten. I want to say ten-year-old video game. I know. I know. Okay, here's what I <laughs> but, will but say. But obviously, a much more recent TV yeah. program, and that oh, yeah, is yeah, the yeah. iteration we're talking about. To be clear, um, yes. I, yeah, I'm really, really uh, enjoying it. It's so good. Mm. It's so prestigious, mm. and they've changed so little from the game. How is that possible? I know, but they change so little from the game and it makes me wonder, wait a minute, are games good? <laughs> no. <laughs> that can't be right. Surely. Like, hang on a second. This has all the trappings of a sort of, you know, thoughtful and emotionally deep mm. prestige drama. Some kind of sleight of hand going yeah, on here. Yeah, but they've I'm... taken the actual dialogue from a video game. So hmm. what gives? Maybe games am good. I'm obsessed with Bella Ramsey. I'm obsessed with Pedro Pascal. Yep. So they, they're the, the very fine heart of a very fine show, I mm, think. A great pairing. And yeah, I guess we can't get into specifics if anyone, like Ellen, for instance, is waiting for the episodes to amass. Oh, right. Yeah, then, watch more. Yeah, we can't get into specifics. Them all. So in case Ellen listens to this, which I hope yep. you do, Ellen. Ellen, you better. <laughs> so, you better, um, Ellen. We don't want to spoil it for Ellen, but I, I'm enjoying it very much. I will say as... It's very good, but I still, I'm kind of furious when the, there's something really, like, intensely gamey. Like, Joel's like, I can't get through this door. Oh, right. Bella yeah, Ramsey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go, and, go and solve the puzzle that releases <laughs> this door, which is like, go and push this desk or whatever. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's, I, I don't know why I kind of bristle at the video gamey moments. Me. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I know I'm not I'm not ashamed of video games. This is our culture. It's, but... it's because, <laughs> and yet, it's because a, a video game should be interactive, and a good video game has satisfying and enriching interactions, like with That's a good point bits of 
yellow wall that you can climb or furniture that you can move or Mm. zombies that you can shoot right Mm. or you know bosses that you can slay and stuff that's a a good video game isn't just its story or its graphics or something it's you know it's how it feels and it's all those mechanical elements but you don't feel a tv show so when you see (laughs) them like crowbar a kind of video gamey thing into the into a tv show it's like well this is this is bringing me nothing I should be the one pushing that desk out of the way of the door to let Pedro Pascal. I'm not through. hammering X to make Pedro do this. <laughs> yeah. Would that yeah. I were. Would that I were. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's good though. It's cool knowing how The Last of Us, the game, ends because obviously it has a very um, iconic a- a ending within, I-, I would say, the video game sphere. And so far, it's been pretty close to it. So I'm really excited to see if the ending, it, you know, if the, if the plot kind of stays true all the way to the end. And, and it's, it's, it's actually w- weirdly fun watching it, it, knowing in broad strokes what's going to happen. Um, yeah, I'm, sc- yeah, I'm scared. I'm scared. I don't, I don't yeah. want it to end. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Well, no, I do want it to end so they can do season two and, yeah, and then quite. no more. You know, two seasons of prestige drama that mirror the games yeah. and then bam, mm-hmm. that's it, done. Mm-hmm. We're never doing any more. Mm-hmm. Don't give it a chance then- to go off like Game of Thrones. And they're like, please, Neil, please, Mr. Druckmann, <laughs> give us more Last of Us. This is our Walking Dead. And they're like, no, no. No. No, no, two games. No, We're I'm done. finished now. I'm finished. <laughs> I'm all tired out. I'm all done. Yeah. You'll have to do Ghost of Tsushima or something. <laughs> You'll have to do Gran Turismo 7. It's coming. Oh, boy. What if this is a new golden age? Of video game adaptations yeah. that begins with The Last of Us. Yeah. yeah. And ends yeah. with Gran Turismo 7. <laughs> it's, it's time. It's, it's time, time for the prestige coward. drama adaptation. Well, you know, they're making a Gran Turismo film right now. What? You I seen was the joking. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's no, the real. No, no. Hang on. It's real. Gran Turismo Gran film. Gran Turismo he movie. Googled, like a very Go old on. man. Yeah, Gran it's got Turismo David Harbour in it. What? It's got, it's got David Bloody Harbour. Directed by yeah. Neil Blomkamp. Yeah, right. A real movie director. Oh, okay. The ultimate wish fulfillment tale of a teenage Gran Turismo player whose gaming skills won a series of competitions to become an actual professional race driver. And I know what you're going to say. That sounds ridiculous, but it is based on a true story. Being filmed right now. It stars Jerry Halliwell. (laughs) It doesn't star. It stars Jerry Halliwell as a teenage gamer who wins a series of competitions. Okay. Stars might be be stretching it. Features. Wow, it features Jerry Halliwell, Jerry Halliwell as the main yeah. character's mother. What? Yeah. I Okay, I assumed it was going to be a cameo in some way correlated with Formula One because of Jerry Halliwell's Formula, Formula One connections. One connections but, yeah. but no, she's actually god dang acting in it. Yeah, yeah. She plays um she plays the, the, the aspiring teenage driver's um The gamer mom. mom. I mean the mom of the gamer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow, this is massive. Okay, well, I was kidding, it, but I, yeah. they, they, all right, I what? can't even make jokes. <laughs> you can't even make jokes anymore. Okay, uh, well, I'll, I mean, oh, I'll well. try another one. Um, yep, okay. I don't know, Crash Bandicoot, are they doing that yeah. for real? Yep. Crash Luke, Bandicoot HBO, adaptation. Yep, let's see it. What's, what's Luke wished into being now? Uh, okay. Crash Bandicoot. I don't think that's real. I don't okay. think that's happening. Yet. So, Yet. Yeah, there was a TV miniseries back in two thousand seven. That's as that's as good as it's getting for for now. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Okay. Fine. All right. Well. Anyway, what what am I nominally who? here to discuss? Blades in the Dark. We're nominally here to discuss Blades in the Dark, 
season okay. one, heist number three, which was called, let's hear it, the Capcom Caper. The Capcom Caper. That's right. Cap- the Capcom Caper. The cap- yeah, that's correct. <laughs> the hard to pronounce Capcom Caper, yep. which is set at a convention for sort of cab technology. For, yeah, for taxi for, cab for, technology for in, transport in universe cabbies. Yes. Yeah. You have these cabs that are drawn by goats because there are no horses in Blades in the Dark. It's all goats. Yeah. Uh, and for some reason, I thought that, that was an incredibly important thing to establish massively <laughs> early on in our yeah. Blades in the Dark. It becomes event. quite important in universe, the prevalence of goats. Yeah. And this is where it happens. Here's the origins <laughs> of the goat law. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a really fun one. I guess after the, after the ab- episode, we can talk about, um, you know, the inspiration behind it um and and stuff like that so well i mean are we ready to introduce it now can we can we go should we say hey hey go listen to it now yeah okay let's get ready all right sit sit down if you're not if you're walking around do not listen to this podcast standing up or walking around it requires your full attention you need to be steady stabilized yeah Yeah. sitting sitting with your eyes closed and your mind open (laughs) (laughs) all right please enjoy Cabcon Caper. We'll see you on the other side. Hello, everyone. Hello, and welcome back to Oxventure Presents Blades in the Dark. And I'm delighted to be joined today by Johnny and Andy. Hello. Hello. Um, Hi. AKA, do you want to introduce your characters? After you, good sir. I'm Edvard Lumier, the genius inventor. You've probably heard of my inventions. Maybe you're using one of them right now. The chair invented that. If you're sitting in it, the special Edvard Lumiere chair that walks that, around that your house easy, with that you. That was an easy one. That was an easy one to invent. I just put some <laughs> legs on a on a stool and a back. And who else so do we I have? How these ideas come to me? Uh, I'm Casimir Jones, and if you've heard of me, then it's probably too late. Ooh, ooh, Edvard, that I mean, was pretty is, snappy. Do you want to do yours getting, again, or it is getting on? <laughs> <laughs> right, is everyone ready to enter? My fantabulous imaginarium. We could submit total immersion, etc., etc., etc. One hundred percent. It's nice to be asked. Oh well, yeah. Normally, you well, just get yeeted into the imaginarium. Yeah, ninety-five percent immersion. Yep. You are being um, strapped into comfortable chairs and lowered into the imaginarium pool, mm. which will give you incredible powers of imagination. Uh, you two, um, Edvard and Casimir, you weren't part of the last score, which mm. was very Barnaby and Lilith focused. Uh, the sort of rule that I'm thinking of sticking with for now is that if you weren't part of a heist, then you get one free downtime roll. So uh, is there anything that your characters would like to do in your kind of bonus downtime? I would like to continue healing my face wounds, please. Amazing. Yes, that's right, because you still had a scratched up scratched up yep. face. I had three out of four heals, Okay, but I still needed that last heal. Well, um, I, I don't think there's anything order. you would could roll that would not fill that last piece of piece of clock. Great. Um, so yeah, congratulations! You have a, a sparkling, clean. <laughs> you have a normal face. You have a normal face again. Good. No one gasps when they see you in the street. Mm. Um, uh, and Casimir. So I'm on five stress, but I don't want to overindulge. But because if I roll a six, that will happen. So sure. I might actually stick with my five stress. <laughs> Smash cut to me taking my first trauma. <laughs> uh, but as a downtime action, I can. Can I source a? I can source an asset, can't I? You can, yeah. I think I'd like to source a sort of a getaway vehicle. Oh, okay. I tell you what, can I? Can I sort of schmooze some of the gondoliers? 
Like, because they're one of the city's factions, right? Yes, they are. Can I basically rig us a getaway boat? Can I have a guy waiting in a gondolier as basically as like the extraction point? Yes. Uh, But if I can get, like, I have to roll for this, don't I? You do have to roll for it. I think you have to roll to sort of determine the the quality of it. The quality of the gondola. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to roll consort because talking to my criminal buddies, I have two in consort. Oh, lovely. So. (laughs) That's a pair of threes. Oh, okay. All right. No worries, no worries, no worries. Um, Let's file that away. So we join Casimir and Edvard. Uh, Hello. they are in you're in the back room of Eleanor's largely legal antiques. It's only late morning, but Barnaby and Lilith wanted to take everyone out to the pub to regale them with tales of their incredible heist that they just pulled off. Um, they went with Zilla and they left you two to lock up. And as you're uh, which was a bit rude of them, and as you're on your way out, there is a knock at the door. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> sounds like a knock or possibly a horse passing. <laughs> and a shout. Delivery. Oh, well, there's not oh. there's not a knocking horse then. Yeah, well, delivery, that's great. That could be scientific parts that I need for my next invention, I say, striding over to the door and flinging it wide open. Uh, there is a rather confused postman uh, there. He's, oh, I'm, I'm not used to such enthusiastic reception for my services, sir. Uh, two parcels here if you wouldn't mind signing for them. Absolutely. I sign um, my alias, Cornelius Gorey. There we go. Nice. Okay, great. Fantastic. Yeah, you and you you take receipt of these two parcels. Casimir, got some post. Probably crime equipment, I expect. <laughs> it's exciting. Um, we just call it equipment. Right. Oh, sorry, yes. <laughs> right, um, oh, I'm, I'm new to all this. It's very exciting. Anyway, let's uh, let's crack open these parcels, see what's in here. Alright, you do one, I'll do the other. Alright. I tear right. excitedly into the parcel. It's like Christmas morning. Inside one parcel is a beautiful vase, and inside the other one is a hammer. Casimir, some kind of crime vase, I say. We just... Yep. So, oh. Yes, sorry, yes, vase. Just a, it's a vase. Uh, it's a regular vase. I've what have got, you got, crime hammer? Hammer. Uh, got a hammer. I've got, I've got an hammer, yeah. Well, applying my brilliant scientific mind to this problem, seems mm. to me that we should strike the vase with the hammer and it could produce some sort of unusual effect. Um, sure, yeah, all right. I've, I've, already, um, I've already started yeah. smashing the vase with the hammer. <laughs> uh, I'm just, you, like, shielding my eyes from flying pottery. You run the experiment and find following results. The vase is filled with silver pieces, totaling four coin, which is your uh, cut of Barnaby and Lilith's previous escapades and a letter from Eleanor, which reads, it's anchors away, I hear, which you both realize is a good pun written down because away is spelled A-W-A-Y. You've earned a little more information on how this works. Consider me a seller of the unsellable. Items and information too unique, too traceable for any ordinary fence. I have a client with an urgent request. Find out what the Cleland company is feeding that thing. The Cleland company is feeding that thing? Mm Mm-hmm. That is the end. Do you know what that means, Casimir? Um, frankly, no. Um, (laughs) No. Well, we I've flash- observed some very interesting uh, results from the hammer vase experiment. Look, silver came out. Yeah, I'm, al- I'm already stacking it into two even piles. Right. Mm. Nice, 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 nice. Um, note these findings. Something about the name Cleland is tugging at your the edges of your memory, Casimir, and oh, you good. remember 
Uh, now, the last time you were in, one previous time that you were in this back room, uh, there were indeed uh, some notes about the Cleland Company debuting a certain innovation, something that ser- seemed to be very valuable at some kind of convention. That's right. Uh, flashback. Oh, the Cleland Company? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go over to the wall and be like, hey, look, there's, um, it looks like we're being pointed to uh, one of these little uh, notes that Ellen has written up for us. Looks like there's some sort of uh, convention going on. Mm, Capcom, the experiments board. I think they call it. Mm, yes, there, I was quite keen to check it out myself. Apparently there are some fascinating new innovations that are on show down there. There is indeed a poster for the annual Capcom. Uh, and you realise with some alarm that today is the last day of Capcom in whatever year it is. Oh, it's going to be mm. packed. <laughs> Yep, uh, it is the cabbie's biggest industry event of the year, and by now, the news of the big unveiling there has reached the mainstream. You don't have to have attended CabCon to know that the Cleland Company has revealed the greatest, most advanced goat that has ever been seen in Volusport. Yes. This does not surprise you at all, Edvard, because as a resident of Volusport, well, you know that cabs in town are pulled by goats, Acrosian goats. And uh, this latest innovation is a new and innovative goat. I actually turned my interest uh, towards developing a better goat quite recently, actually. So I am keen to find out uh, what direction they've gone in to see how many flamethrowers they decided to use. (laughs) And uh, how they stopped them setting themselves on fire. That was a big stumbling block for my experiments. So uh, I'm actually quite keen to go and check it out. Just uh, casting my mind back to when I was um, researching the convention to attend myself. Do you, do you have to be a, a cab a cab driver or in the cab industry to attend, or is it open to the public? Let me just think. Sort of you remember that um, you can attend as a member of the public if you uh, send off for an application and pay a small fee, um, but that it is uh, free to um, exhibitors as long as you have a pass. I seem to I seem to re- remember if I just can I just flash back to what yes I seem to remember that I did apply for a pass for myself and my lab assistant which I do actually I do actually have those on me amazingly you reach into Casimir, your pocket this is a what a, this is a, gr- a great fortuitous event I actually have passes already for Capcom. That is indeed incredibly convenient. Isn't it? Yeah. Feel a little sorry for the lab assistant though who doesn't get to go to Capcom. What's their name, oh, Edvard? Uh, their name is Aloysius. Oh, and Aloysius. Yeah, I mean they, they, they know why they're not allowed to come. They know what they did. Oh, okay, I'm writing into canon right now that for the, all of this, what's about to happen um, just know that Aloysius is stood by the door dressed mm-hmm. in their finest clothes waiting <laughs> for your knock to go to CabCon which you've been promising to take them to all year they've, yeah, they've still got dro- the corsage in the box <laughs> he dropped my favourite retort so well, he, won't learn any, he won't learn anything why didn't you just go to the bakery and buy a new one right um, um, yes no I tried but it was closed oh okay alright yeah. hmm. okay your objective has been laid before you uh, at Capcom, this goat, the prize Cleland Acrosian goat, is being showed off. It's the last day of Capcom, and Eleanor wants information or proof of what they're feeding that thing and why it's so incredible. Sounds pretty straightforward. 
Yeah, we don't even need to take the goat. Um, Just look at it and see what they feed it. Yeah. To be honest with you, this sounds like quite a nice day out. Yeah. No, it should be. I mean, it's it's going to be going to be fascinating. Some of the new experiments and innovations that they're showing off. I think you'll get a real kick out of it, old man. Yeah, I've been meaning to ask actually. I mean, obviously, you know, invention's kind of your stock and trade. And for what it's worth, I was quite impressed with the whole, um, you know, knocking out His Majesty. Strong Barnaby nickname. When we last. Ah, oh, the old uh, the old snooze bomb. Yeah. yeah. Last time we ran a job together, but what's with? I mean. Every now and then, you'll look at a light switch or a padlock or a, a you know a moving vehicle, and you'll seem, if you'll forgive me, apoplectic with rage. What's what's that about? Do you just hate certain objects? It's, it's just not seems apoplectic like a weird... with rage, dear boy. It's apoplectic with being right, I'd... and I'm I'm fine with most things. It's just the inventions created by Amadeus Astor, who is a fraud and a charlatan, um... and. You will encounter more of them than there should be in the world because he is a damn cheat and a liar mm. and a stupid idiot, and I hate him. But as you can see, I'm I'm fine with it. Oh no, and it's not even a problem. Absolutely, mate. I mean, sorry, I'm yeah, apoplectic. You're right. Gross exaggeration. Um, I meant more that you're. Um... I'm just saying that he's yep, a fraud. No, yeah, that's yep. That's no. That's 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 all good and well, mate. Good, and you As know. As you can see, I've I've got it under control. Completely under control. Absolutely no issues, outstanding or seething or bubbling away under the surface, whatsoever. Mm -hmm. It's good to know. Good to know. I, I you know, I, it's good to know you can trust the person you're about Indeed. to go. Indeed. Anyway, to Capcom. Yes. So this is a conversation that you have on the way to Capcom, and unless there's anything specific you want to tell me about the way you're going, in fact, let's do, let's determine what kind of score this is, shall we? Would you like a recap of the of the types of of, of score? Yeah, go for it. Assault, deception, stealth, occult, social, and transport. I'd say it's either deception or social, because actually, no, it's it's social because we're not even pretending to be people we aren't. I mean, I yeah, am, but you are. You're ambitious. I, I am, to all intents and purposes, his assistant today, though, so... Wow, okay. Yeah, social. Cool. We're just walking up to the front door and giving them the things we're allowed to have. Okay, uh, well, in that case, um, I need to know a detail of the social connection, but I suppose that's already been established by the sound of it. I mean, the social connection is the, the Cabcon administrative board uh, to whom yep. Edvard has already applied. Slash I've community applied of peers. For, yep, for tickets in my capacity as an inventor. All right, well, then, let's roll the engagement roll and see how everything... Everything is going. When you arrive, uh, so we take one dice for pure luck. Here is your pure luck dice. Look at it. Mm. Gaze upon its beauty. Um, would you say that this score is especially bold or daring? No. Doesn't sound like it. I don't. I don't think so I would far. actually. No. Yeah. To be savagely honest, does it expose a weakness? Do you, are you sort of hitting, hitting the group where they're where they're weakest? Again, yes. The not... damned fools are showing off the goat that we're there to look at. Yes. Couldn't cool. be more exposed. I'll allow it. Uh, you're right. Very exposed. Arrogant of them to show mm. off their, mm. to show to off show their off innovation. show this goat. Yep. The I'll goat add an, of goats. I'll add a D for that. And Greatest of all time. Goatest of all time. Gre goatiest. <laughs> this goat is goated. <laughs> um, are any friends or... Can any friends or contacts provide aid? Mm-mm. Not, not, not from my... No. Not from my part. 
Okay, um, right. I don't think so, unless they've there's been any articles about this goat in any of the scientific journals that I subscribe to. <laughs> Um, I would say that the news is still very new. The scientific community are like that. <laughs> there that. hasn't been a goat preview in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> latest issue long. of. Yeah, they didn't. Um, they month. they didn't. They didn't show this goat in advance to media. This is a this is a real surprise drop. This is a fire drop. <laughs> right. Sure. Um, yeah. Right. So I'm going to roll two dice. Then here we go. What do we got? Well, friends of um. mine. That is, well, this one's a two, mm-hmm. but this one is a one. Oh. So you, you arrive at Capcom. Um, it is housed in a, a, a very, very large brick building. It's sort of, it, it used to be a, a warehouse, but now it's kind of the event space. It's beautiful. It's, uh, it's actually um, uh, alongside a river or, or like a, a canal. There's a large stationary ship. Um, a position just outside it's kind of largely decorative it's an old tall ship um, of the kind that no longer are useful since um, since steam power became so prevalent and there is a large queue uh, to get up to the to get up to the front gate of Capcom um, Edvard you hand over your uh, passes and you say you know hello this is Edvard You're speaking to the ticket inspector suddenly as um, as Aloysius's paperwork is handed over, um, Casimir, you go to reach for it, and as you pull out the paperwork, a large switchblade falls out your pocket as well, uh, and just kind of whoop, 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 lands straight in front of, of on the desk of the of the the ticket person, um, and they are they are sat there looking at it. They've got like a big list of names, and they go. Aloysius, your science uh, knife has fallen out of your pocket. You might want to retrieve that. Oh. You wouldn't want it, anyone to get hurt. Silly me, yes. Um. <laughs> Sorry for my assistant. He doesn't keep his equipment uh, very sec- secured. It's always happening. He dropped my favourite retort the other week. Almost didn't get to come. This is a treat for him today. It's a nice day out. A science knife. Yeah. You never use a science knife? Oh, I use it for all sorts of things. Chopping it- up samples, scraping samples off things, uh, opening science envelopes dissections vivisections yeah all sorts cross sections well if you've not been using a science knife in your experiments then really I thoroughly recommend it old boy well a science knife it may be but I'm afraid at Cabcon we have a no weapons policy and this science knife I'm sure you'll agree could be put to ill effect so I'm going to have to ask you to go through this extra security queue over here please and show your credentials again Really more of a tool than a weapon. <laughs> Look, I I understand. You know, it's all part of the scientific method. If we're not precise about these things, etc., etc. That's the how it goes. If we're not precise about these things, etc. The fundamentals. Yeah. Right. You move through. You move on to the enhanced screening, the sort of extra security queue. Um, when you get to the front there, there is a, a much less friendly-looking, sort of big, burly security guard, and he says, Well, 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 thought you could uh, sneak a weapon into Capcom. Well, you're not the first, and you won't be the last. All metal objects, in fact, all objects, out on this table. You can collect them when you leave. He's okay. asking for all your stuff. Yeah. All of my stuff? Yeah. Am I basically being stripped of my boxes of load? Yes, you're both being stripped of all your load. All right. Uh, sure. Yeah. You can try and conceal something if you like. You'd have to make an extra. Well, as you know, mm. you wouldn't get that for free. That would be an extra roll. But he's, that's what he's asking for. 
everything my, in this um, in this basket, please. My bandolier of alchemicals um, is worn under my shirt. And they, I, do they have any sort of metal detect detector? They don't have any sort of metal detector. That's not a technology that uh, that Volusport has. However, but what they do have is um, is a man called Metal, and he is a detector. <laughs> he's, he's and a and he he's he's patting everyone down um, who who sort of comes through this extra security thing. So you'll have to make it past a pat down if you want to try and get something through. Probably um, not worth it, is it? I'm gonna I'm gonna dump out all my stuff, but I'm going to. Hold, keep hold of my cane. Be like, I, I need this, mate. Basic mobility. You wouldn't deprive an old man of his, of his walking, walking stick. stick. Yeah. Uh, no, I've been told. Um, no, I, I shan't be doing that. No. Thanks. Cool. And does this include my my tinkering tools? I mean, I they I doubt they could be considered a a weapon. They're like just fine little picks and stuff. And why would you need that at Capcom, sir? Right. Well, don't specifically need it during the day. They're just quite expensive. I don't want to leave them anywhere where they might get stolen. I mean, I, I can. I'll leave everything else. I just. Listen, mate. Can I um? Can I talk to you for a sec? Can I? Can I have a word? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Go I want to sort of take his arm and just turn, just turn, literally just turn him around so he's he's behind. Uh, he's got his back rather to um, to Edvard. Be like, yeah. Listen, mate. This is this guy's my employer. I'm his assistant. He's been very good to me in the past. I'd like to throw my tinkering tools and my alchemicals past the <laughs> checkpoint into a dark corner. Okay. And look, they've they've got a ticketed event in there. It's about uh, it's about the manipulation of of tiny mechanisms in pocket watches to make sure that they run to time. I told him that it was completely sold out. No chance of getting a ticket. It's his birthday next week. I've got him one. Look, if he turns up and he has to use whatever tools they've let the public handle for the last few days, all sticky and and blunted and frankly low quality, then it's gonna it's gonna ruin it, mate. I'm just I'm I'm asking you just to do me, and I'm gonna sort of try and palm him a few silvers. Just do me this one favour. As sob stories go, I've heard better, but. Uh... Who am I to deny a man his dreams? What was this exhibition you said? It's um, it's something about the uh, the, the fine manipulation of uh, yes. the internal workings of uh, pocket watch. I'm just an assistant, mate. You know all the all the technical <laughs> jargon. No problem. Uh, I mean, you've uh, seen the size of my scientific tools. It's it, practically yes. a cleaver. He spins around uh, and looks at you, Edvard, and he says, "Um, your assistant has apprised me of uh, the fact that you are here to." Uh, attend a very special uh, seminar e- exhibition uh, yes. inside. So very exciting. Those thieves' tools, you c- oh, they've gone. Oh, they've not been stolen. Where are you? Had oh, them a this is ago, exactly sir. what I was hoping wouldn't happen. Where? Where I'm are joking. they? Hang on, I'm going to make a roll to s- for him. <laughs> Isn't that them there in the corner, sir? Good heavens, you're right. They must have fallen on the floor and someone must have kicked them as they walked past. How now, let me... unusual. Yeah. What a terrible calamity. Gosh, well, at least they're found. That's the main thing. These things are a gift from my grandfather. It's the kind of remarkable coincidence one doesn't forget easily. Not without a little... Not without a little... Um, <laughs> He's w- your supervisor. I want, to, I want to get right up close to him and be like, you've already had a little... Mate. Cool. Make me a roll for that. 
I think at okay. this point something should be rolled. Uh, that's a sway roll, I reckon. I've only got one in that. So let's see how this goes. That's a six. Yeah, all right, all right. Just don't make a fuss, don't make a noise, all right? You can go in. So you Thank are you. going in with your cane and tinkerer's tools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything else you have left in a bucket. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I did also throw my bandolier of alchemicals. It just sounds like you didn't spot that in the corner. Uh, yeah, all right. You also have your bandolier of alchemical preparations. Um, just so we're clear, and it's not a nasty surprise later, uh, my cane counts as an unusual weapon. Yes, I suspected it might do. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yes. Uh, so you are. You are. You are through um mercifully and you are ushered into the entrance hall to cabcon it is full of people uh there's people handing out flyers um edvard you are having a truly wonderful time um cabcon although it started as uh, something that was specifically for the cab drivers union it has somewhat expanded uh to become a little bit of a public spectacle because it is where uh, great technical technological scientific uh, innovations mostly to do with cab driving get showed off um, as you look around there are sort of booths devoted to reins technology uh like new sort of uh, like automatic folding goat blinders um that keep goats focused things like that all 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 these wonderful things to do with the, the cab trade god casimir look at all this incredible technology look at this it's a new kind of velocipede i think where the the, the front wheel is enormous and the back wheel is also enormous the penny penny <laughs> wow it's possibly incredible. the farthing farthing <laughs> i'm not sure which is the, the higher value no i had a farthing farthing growing up in the room oh it's uh yeah, Just to be no, clear to the viewers at home, you might be imagining that with two wheels the same size, we're talking about an ordinary bicycle. It is actually a penny farthing with two gigantic Yeah, two enormous penny farthing yeah, yeah. wheels. Gosh, that's so innovative. Yeah, there's a, there's a there's a there's a sort of acrobat woman who's kind of like riding it around. She's kind of doing like sort of handstands and sort of gymnastics on the like in, in the saddle as she kind of totters and wheels around. There's music playing, everyone's having a lovely time. All social strata from Volisport are here at Cabcon. There's there's fancy folks in fine in fine frocks and, and, and finery. Uh, and, and, you know, there's also uh, sort of uh, the kind of lower and, and like middle class residents of Volisport. Also, you know, they've saved up their money to come and see the, the wonderful marvels. Okay. okay I... Well, Casimir, I think um, we, sh- we should plan out our day. I've been looking at the schedule. So there's going to be a very interesting demonstration of uh, electrical artificers. Uh, I think they're going to they're going to have a demonstration of their latest technology, and then um, uh, some of the Sparkcraft stuff that they've been coming out with recently. It's just abso- absolutely incredible. So we de- definitely don't want to miss that. Um, first, I think we should take a sort of loop around and, and ch- check out, just get our bearings, you know, make sure we don't miss anything. And then we can sort of start working our way through the booths um, based on the time that they'll be doing demonstrations. Probably want to take a few moments for lunch as well. But I think mm-hmm. we should have a rich full day ahead of us. It's very exciting. Yeah. Um, is uh, In your, your itinerary there, at any point does it mention, look at goat? Oh, of course, the goat. Oh, forgot why we were here for a second. No, listen, no, no, listen mate, it's fine. You're in your element, I understand. Uh, I'd be doing similar if this was a convention about... Um... Knife murder. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I'll tell you what, um, I mean... Stab con. So... <laughs> 
Oh, you've been? <laughs> yeah, had a great time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they say it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Uh, <laughs> tell you what, why don't you get started on your little doobry, and I'll um, okay. I'll try and find out when the goat feeding times are. There's no reason, you know, we can't have a little fun while we're here. Mm. Um, I, I start on my little doobry. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, I'm just going around looking at all the inventions and making notes and thinking of how I could incorporate uh, incorporate them, improve them into the work that I do. Just to be clear, we're splitting the party. Edvard, you are sort of just doing a lap, uh, taking mm-hmm. in the sights and the sounds and, dare I say it, the smells of Capcom. And, uh, Casimir, you are specifically out to find out the location, some details about the Cleland yeah. Company. Yeah, my plan that. is concession stand, pick up a brochure... Yep. Find out where the goat is and see if feeding times are listed on said brochure. That sounds great. Um, maybe just both of both of you just roll roll me for your independent activities. Okay, I might. I'm going to do study. Very fair. Makes the most sense to me, which is one die. I'm not going to push myself because I might need those dice later. That's a two. Okay. I, w- I will also do study because I have a dot in study. So that's how many die if I have one dot? Sorry. One, one die. Just one die. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's a three. A three? Okay. <laughs> Neither of those are successes, but it's okay. Um, okay, Edvard, you walk around, um, you, you, you take in the, the sights and the sounds and the smells of Capcom. You are having an absolutely wonderful time. Some of these innovations are really, really incredible. There's there's one stand, in fact, that particularly catches your catches your attention. It is a it's it's it looks like a brass cylinder. Um, but it, it's kind of held in in like a demonstration thing, and it, it kind of with a hiss of steam, it's kind of going and sort of like telescoping in and out ever so slightly. Uh, it's really, really fine work. It's really impressive, and you you get a little closer to to take a look at it. A gentleman comes up to you and says, "Ah, sir, I see you're admiring the hydraulic spoke. Would you agree it's quite fine?" Very impressive. What does it? How does it work? What does it do? What's it for? Well, when. Uh, Twelve of these hydraulic spokes are placed inside the wheel of your ordinary uh, cab. You will ensure the smoothest ride possible for customers. Yes, it's a little expensive, but we think once cab drivers get a look, get their first taste of Astor's latest innovation, uh, a little, a little innovation. It's sort of like an invention and an innovation. I know what it is. Oh, you've invented. You, you're familiar with innovation. I was the uh, first to invent. I invented inventing. I invent invented it. As this predictable rant um, uh, sort of explodes, uh, a few a few people around you look at you with um, suspicion. You see a sort of security uh, guard, kind of like who's kind of like stationed over on one of the doors, kind of just like look over and and just make a note of the noise. And I will start a clock that I'll call kicked out. <laughs> Which just generally sort of reflects suspicious or unusual behaviour at, at mm-hmm. Capcom. I won't fill any. I, I won't fill any pieces actually. But um, how many pieces we, does it have? F- oh, only four. Ooh. Actually, you know what? I'm going to make it six. Cool. Okay. Well, I've, I've, I, I can't. I calm down. Externally. Sure. Internally, 
I am now studying the uh, hydraulic spoke yeah. to figure out a way to sabotage it and ruin Astor's reputation. Yeah, upon studying it, you notice that it's actually something it's very, very similar to something that you've been working on. For, uh-huh. For, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's let's cut now to Casimir. Um, what did the you roll spoke. again? I rolled a two. You rolled a two. Okay. You walk off like kind of into the crowd uh, in, in search of um, you know information about the, the, the Cleland company. All of a sudden, all the lights go down. Like, boom. And a, and a, a sort of thrill of excitement runs runs through the crowd, uh, and then there's a sort of fanfare that plays. There are like two buglers, uh, kind of in the side of the room. Like, there's an My hand goes to a knife that isn't there. <laughs> yeah, you are immediately on your guard, uh, and an announcement uh, in in a voice coming out of the darkness, uh, sort of amplified with an oscillatronic speaker tannoy device, says. Um, the Cleland Company is proud to say the next demonstration of its incredible innovation will be in one hour. Find us at the Cleland booth. And then as the lights come up, you find that you are face to face with two familiar people. It's Lizette and Andrel, who you last saw uh, while you were dressed as a butler, Casimir. Um, Andrel uh, has... Looks, Lizette looks very, very tired and drained, uh, and Andrew is is kind of walking, favouring one side, and, and occasionally kind of goes oh like this and sort of like grabs at his his shoulder as if it's in some discomfort. They don't recognise you, but um, but they're here. Okay, um, I think I would like to prowl past them before they make me basically before yep. they realise who I am. Yep, good idea. <laughs> I rolled two twos. Okay, um, you uh, you go to prowl past them, but Lizette just unfortunately she just turns just at, at the wrong moment and she says, um, and she says, uh, I'm sorry, um, be- beg pardon, sir. You seem awfully familiar. Do do I do I know you from from somewhere? Uh, yes, ma'am. I was um previously in your employ, but um. I, see. I, I was I was let go. Um, it was decided that uh, in the the events of the fire, my um, my uh, my actions were uh, negligent. I did not secure enough valuables on my way out of the building uh, to save uh, the fruits of your estate, and for that, I would like to personally apologise. Um, it was I, it was just that I was let go, and uh, I'm here just handing out my CV, really. It was a, a nasty business, that. Mm. Most unfortunate. And the, the Bluecoats say that they have no leads, you know. Oh, do the Bluecoats suspect it was uh, deliberate, Mum? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh. They, they're, they're very much of the opinion that the, that the fire could not possibly have started in the, in the collection room of all places. There are no incendiary devices there. I don't even allow a fireplace in case, in case the smoke would interfere with the collection. Well, any place can be- become a fireplace, Mum. If you well, don't I know it? She saw a small burst of emotion comes out. I, I'm sorry, Mum. I'm, I'm, I'm causing you distress. So I, I, I shall make my leave. The loss of the collection was was very hard to bear, um, and of course, poor Andrew's health has suffered terrible. Andrew gives a big cough. <coughs> mm. Yes, well, I'm, Andrew, I could you, you please keep it down? <laughs> yeah, and Andrew, we're trying to talk. <laughs> Andrew goes sorry. <laughs> She says, uh, well, yes, I, I'm sorry, I, I will let you get on. What an odd, 
What an odd coincidence. And, and thank you for the apology. Too many of the, uh, too many of the staff didn't have their priorities straight when, uh, when, when the blaze began, and um, too many of them had to be let go for, their, for, for such awful, awful negligence in not trying to save more of my precious collection. And she turns away, and the conversation is over. I'll mark her... There we go. I'll mark her. I'll, I'll take, yeah. I'll take a box there. Um, there is a strange tickling feeling at the base of my skull. It is the start of uh, an emotion others have told me is called guilt. Oh! Uh, and Casimir goes, Bleh! and uh, the moment passes. Good. All right. That's awesome. You resisted that guilt. That's fantastic. Okay. So, well, well um, what you materially have learned is that uh, within within the hour at the Cleland booth, there is going to be a demonstration. Um, but uh, but that is that's where you are. Okay, I would like to find the Cleland booth to make sure that I have. Uh, uh, well, I, I want to see what vantage uh, is offered by the booth. Whether, for example, there's a feeding trough or <laughs> an obstacle course or something. I want to try and glean what I can about the um, demonstration to come. Cool. Uh, no need to roll for that um, because there's a map. There is a map. Um, like all convention maps, um, mm. you get lost a few times trying to find where you're going because it doesn't seem to take into account. That everything spread across several levels, but um, you do make your way uh, to uh, it's it's in the it's in the central spot of the largest hall. The Cleland Company has has spared no expense in in kind of booking out this this large bit of bit of floor real estate. There is a huge banner, a huge sort of silk banner from the ceiling that just says Cleland. There's a, a, a large stage central staging area and there are signs up uh, that say come ye and see bessie the marvel of science demonstrations hourly the fastest smoothest ride you'll ever have courtesy of the geniuses at cleland or something like that in this room the crowd is enormous you can just about see like the the top of the of the stage that presumably this demonstration is going to happen on but only just and you would have a very hard time getting anywhere near it it is rammed in here the sort of the stage in the middle does it perchance have sort of like a like a skirt around it to hide the sort of struts and stuff yes it does i should like very much to go underneath the stage please right let's 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 come back to that in a minute i just yep. want to jump to edvard and find out what edvard is absolutely up to. well i'm standing there studying the um the hydraulic spoke um, yep. furiously staring at it yeah figuring out how it works when all of a sudden the lights dim uh, and the announcement starts that was previously um yep. that we just heard from that we just yep. heard so i take this as my opportunity to rub one of my alchemical preparations on to the hydraulic spoke. It's like a, a sort of slightly less extreme version of nitroglycerin. It's an, it's an explosive that uh, as it gradually heats up, it will sort of catch fire. It's quite volatile, but it will take a while to go. The hydraulic action of the, um, of the spoke over time will eventually cause it to burst into flames. Okay. Um, so I would like sounds... to rub rub that onto the hydraulic spoke while no one's looking i have a i have a cloth i have this um alchemical preparation and i would like to do that in as um non-noticeable a way as possible yeah. while everyone's distracted by the lights being down and the announcement i tell you what there's no need to roll for it um 
going on and for no one noticing because the lights are out. I tell you what, we'll roll to find out exactly how accurate you are able to be in the dark in terms of how long it's going to be before this thing spectacularly combusts. Let okay. me ask you this, Edvard, how long would you like it to be? I think as long as possible because we do have another task to complete here. Sure. Um, so ideally it would happen later this afternoon after I've left. But... Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, sort of <laughs> but... end of the day kind of, yeah, yeah. That's, that's fine, yeah. As long as it ruins Astor's reputation, I'm fine. Yes, so okay. yeah, I would okay. like it to take as long as possible. So okay. just before people start leaving to beat the beat rush hour. Mm. Oh yeah, okay. When the, the most you want, foot you want people to yeah. see it. Yeah, mm. exactly. What is this? A, a tinker roll? Up, up, up to you. As long as you can make the case. I think it's probably a tinker roll. I'm interfering with some machinery. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I have two two dots in tinker. Okay. So I'm rolling two dice. Uh, that's a six and a four. Well, we'll take the six. Fantastic. Yeah, uh, you, you, you sort of easily, easily and smoothly. Well, how do you describe? How does it look? How does it look? What's, what's this? What's this? Okay. Action? Well, I just I look around me, and everyone is distracted by the announcement happening. So, as I said previously, I put some of this liquid onto a uh, onto a handkerchief I have in my pocket, and then going up to the hydraulic spoke, I notice the exact point at which the uh, the spoke will have a, a sort of steady friction over time that I think will build up the friction on, in this liquid and eventually cause it to burst into flames. So I just quickly give that a little rub on both ends of the spoke and then I pop the handkerchief back in my pocket and walk away whistling. That's the famous Capcom theme. Yeah. It goes with everything. Fantastic. At this point, let's hop, why don't we hop back to Casimir? Okay, so... Um, uh, yeah, I'd like to make this a prowl roll. I'm going to push myself. So I'm rolling three dice here. Um, okay. Well, it's a lot of people to get through. Yeah. Criminy. Oh, that's a six. Hey. Not very nice. Very so, nice. So um, I want to make it, just make a note that I'm releasing the valve on my brace again so I can sort of duck under, sort okay. of with a wince. Yeah. Um, sort of kind of just trying to get in. You, you sort of politely yet firmly make your way to the to the front of this kind of packed crowd who are already assembling uh, for the for the display that's coming up in in, in the best part of an hour still uh, and when you get to the front to the, to, to this frill uh, you just ever casually as you like look around as if you're looking for someone see that the coast is clear and then just tuck and roll whoop, onto the ground and whoop, 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 um, yeah just underneath the stand incredible Okay, here's what it looks like under there. It's very dark, uh, and it is the struts that support the this stage are like metal sorts of things, kind of like in, in the scaffolding, if you like, kind of arranged mm -hmm. in a sort of like grid patterns. And in the center of this large square space that you are sort of underneath, you can you can see there is what looks like a kind of jumble of metal uh, and a equipment it's a little tricky to figure out from your point of view right now what that is but it, it looks like a large sort of it's a machine of some kind but that's all you can determine from here and there's nothing else that you can see immediately under the stage Casimir okay I think I had better go have a look at that machinery in case it secretly is the goat <laughs> Okay. Um, Good to check. Yeah, so I guess this would be study in which I have but one dot, 
So, Luke, I would like a devil's bargain. <gasps> Psst, hey, folks, it's me, Andy, and Jane is here too. Hi, 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 hi. We've got Andy, some great news about merch. We've found a load of old and retired uh, items, and they're ready. They're back in the store, uh, ready for you to get your purchase on. We have can- Corazon's Cannon Smoke Dice. Yeah. Those great dice. We got maps, we got shirts, we got all kinds of classic vintage Oxventure and outside Xbox and outside extra goodies restocked in the store. That's at store.outsidexbox.com. You should go check those out for the elusive goodies that maybe you missed the first time around. You won't believe these bargains, folks. Head on over to store.outsidexbox.com for all the stuff you thought you'd missed forever. It's back and waiting for you. Kazmi, you wanted a devil's bargain for in investigating this this machinery. Yes, please. And a devil's bargain you shall have. Um, let's make it quite straightforward. Let's say that you can add an extra dice to this study roll, mm-hmm. but regardless of what happens, mm-hmm. you, in the process of investigating it, are going to get covered in a conspicuous amount of grease and grime. Oh, yeah, fine. Like, okay, cool. it's, Curse it's, you, devil! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I mean, oh. Um, oh wait, hang on. Did I? Did I? Did I get the to get the balance? I meant, I um, meant acid. You get covered in a acid. What I meant was, Casimir. Regardless of what happens, your arm is going to get chewed up in the mechanism. Oh, fine. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I say fine solely because I feel like getting covered in grease and grime. Yeah, like uh, pretty part the of the course of Casimir. It's probably only later does he go, oh, this is going to make it quite difficult to be inconspicuous. But you know uh, yeah. what? It's it's a tasty devil's bargain. It's fair, yeah, well, Satan. Here we go. That's a six. Hey, fantastic. Uh, all right. You get elbow deep in this machinery. Um, God, I hope it isn't cum- the goat. <laughs> you get elbow deep <laughs> in this goat. At least I'll work out what it eats. Yeah, that's true. Um, the evidence is right here. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, it's not the goat. It's a treadmill. It's, yeah, it's a kind of series of like overlapping kind of bronze, hammer, hammered bronze plates in a sort of caterpillar tread. Uh, and there are several sorts of pistons on each corner. You can tell from your extremely, extremely good and thorough investigation of the mechanism that once activated, this treadmill is going to be raised up onto the stage. Uh, and you imagine it will be for a demonstration of speed of some kind. Okay. Um, the treadmill is quite large, and in fact, it's a, you know how big an, a, a regular Acrosian goat is that mm-hmm. would pull a cab. And this is about sort of double, maybe even a little bit more, kind of that width. It's kind of it's your arm span. This um, this uh, this this treadmill, widthwise. Okay, this is going to bear with me on this, but you know how on the cabbies sort of carts they have those little blankets spread underneath the posterior of the goats in order to catch any leavings they have yes yes is there any such mechanism on the treadmill is there a poo hopper i guess is what i'm asking is there a poo hopper what kind of games master nay man would i be if i said no okay um Yes, there's a poo hopper. Um, what do you think the Cleland Company wants? To, it's, to, it, I mean, this thing. You haven't seen it yet, but Bessie, she sounds like she's huge. Probably like the waste produced by Bessie is one of the things that would put off the general public from it ever entering general use. Okay. If the, if they knew about it, so it's something that they are keen to cover up. Yeah, towards the 
at the back of the um there's there's a sort of discreet funnel at the back of the at the back of the treadmill okay um discreet funnel yeah i look mournfully at my jacket which is already very grimy and i yeah. kind of mutter in for a penny and i would like to fill my pockets with goat poo please just on the off chance that it can that it can be examined and we can work out from that yeah what the goat eats yeah yeah you're you're absolutely um along the right lines yeah um I tell you what, I'll roll for this. This is, and I'll tell you what I'm rolling. I'm rolling a, I'm, I'm just going to roll a d6, and it'll be whether they clean it between ah, um, yeah. demonstrations. One, two, or three, it's clean. Mm-hmm. Four, five, or six, it's full of poop. Yeah, and that's what we want. Yeah, <laughs> cool. That's a five. Yes. Let's get poopy. Yes. Yeah. Um, Thank you, Fortune Roll. Yes. Okay. Right. So, yeah, there, there's a there's a there's a modest amount of um, of uh, of sludgy leavings still kind of swilling around in this thing. It's easy for you to find and identify Casimir because it it smells awful. Great. <laughs> Tremendous. So, what are you doing? Are you just scooping it into your pockets, or just yeah, um, whistling the Capcom theme to myself and uh, filling my pockets with uh, goat droppings. Yep, fabulous. Um, at this point, Edvard, let's let's cut to you. So at this, I've already moved away from the Astor stand, and now, remembering that I do have a purpose here beyond uh, just enjoying myself at Capcom, I'm starting to walk over to where the goat is being kept. I am, it must be said, wearing a great deal of Capcom merch now. <laughs> uh, I'm wearing a Capcom T-shirt, a Capcom hat. I've got a collection of souvenir Capcom coins jingling around in my pocket. Yeah. Capcom fan, lanyard, a paper, yeah, lanyard, papercraft model of the building that I will be constructing later, and I'm enormously looking forward to as a project. Uh, that's in my pocket, ready for yeah. later. And I have just a, a large, oversized Capcom tote that is full of uh, free things being handed out by people on various stands, like posters and key rings, uh, lanyards, uh, flyers, all that sort of thing. So I'm laboring cool. under the weight of that as well. And okay. I'm heading over to the goat stand because I understand they're going to demonstrate this this great goat soon, and I'm keen to check it out. This great goat. Yeah, okay, well, you're over at the Cleland stand, and why don't we say it is time for the demonstration? So at the appointed hour, at this point, you are—you can barely move, um, Edvard. The the hall is completely packed. There are more people trying to get in, but security is—they're they're calling it at this point. They're like, no, we can't let any more people in, um, for, for, you know, for fire reasons. <laughs> There's going to be fire reasons. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, the 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 lights dim, and um, and someone strides up onto the stage and, and says welcome one and all to a demonstration of the greatest innovation in cab technology for a generation uh, and there's a fanfare um, starts up uh, and a drum roll goes introducing the enormous the powerful the incredibly fast Bessie and a chant goes up Bessie Bessie uh, and a the, the sort of there was a curtain there was a curtain at the back of this stage um, which now falls whoom, to reveal a huge cage with the biggest goat you have ever seen in it it's it's a frankly enormous muscular goat several burly men appear to sort of uh, open open the cage and take um take bessie's reins um and and bessie is sort of led 
a little stubbornly kind of out onto the out onto the stage. And now a demonstration of Bessie's incredible speed. Citizens of Volisport, you will be used to be travelling around the city at approximately this pace. And a regular-sized goat is is led up onto the stage with a. Um, Casimir, you only just get your your um, poop hand out in time um, as as this mechanism goes goes and is sort of raised up onto the stage in a in a hiss of steam this goat starts kind of like walking sedately on the treadmill Boo! yeah you are not the only one Boo! Boo! <laughs> um, this goat looks kind of sad doesn't know what it did so wrong but it is led away um <laughs> and killed and, and <laughs> ceremonially executed um and now bear witness to the future of cab transportation the incredible bessie uh, and Bessie is sort of led onto the treadmill. Casimir, you can when when where Bessie walks, you feel the whole stage kind of groan like. You actually have to sort of like flatten yourself against the ground because it's it's kind of shaking and trembling a bit. Bessie takes her place on the treadmill and it starts to kind of kind of like spool up, uh, and Bessie just keeps keeps first she's striding, and now she's sort of like galloping, uh, and now she's kind of like full-on sort of goat sprinting on this treadmill with a furious stare. Uh, the crowd is, at first, uh, they're cheering, they're amazed, they become almost a little frightened. Um, the the, yeah. the science is so advanced, That's it's akin a... to magic. Can I, I can I study this goat and see if I can deduce anything about its uh, its origin or the science that has been applied to it, based yeah. off, just off what I can see? Of course you can, Edvard. Yeah, so I've only got one dot in study, so... Let me just... I'm not going to push myself, I don't care that much. Uh, that's a five. Yeah, okay. Um, the goat is very, very muscular. Looks a maybe a little bit more ill-tempered than most uh, goats you've seen, although all mm -hmm. goats are fairly ill-tempered. You're, you're sort of staring at the goat, trying to figure out, like, what is it about? Is it the large kind of muscles? You can see kind of the muscular look of the goat. Is it the large sort of swiveling eyes what is it about this this goat that's a little off and then you you realize that it's it's not the goat at all actually it's the it, it's the man who who's walking away uh from bessie one of the ones who led her onto the the what's it called treadmill, treadmill. and you notice that he he appears to be trying to do it a, a little covertly but you you see him just um you see him just take it take a cloth and just wipe down an enormous now empty syringe um, and as the flannel comes away, you think you can detect like some sort of red, sort of spots on the flannel, and and, and he, he is is gone behind the curtain and, and moves backstage. Interesting. All right. Well, yeah, I'll make note of that. Um, not much I can do while the demonstration's going on, but yes, yeah, stay that. Cool. Um, the demonstration doesn't last too long. Um, the uh, as as the yeah the treadmill is is sort of slowed down again, um, and a, a man comes out. He's got like the same man comes out he's got a little uh, he's now holding up a sign is how fast was she boys uh, and uh, a sort of man who is pretending to basically do some official measuring but it's always roughly the same speed so edvard you know he's just sort of this is just a bit of just showmanship. sound impressive this is just shenanigans yeah um he, he goes it was this fast and he holds up a sign with a with a high number on it and the crowd goes ooh. That's right. This time next year, ask your ask your city council to approve the use 
of the Clellan's incredible Christian innovation, Bessie. And um, Bessie is sort of led back into the cage. The curtain goes down and the crowd starts to sort of disperse. Everyone impressed. Right, well, I, sp- I should probably try and find Casimir and let him know what I've learned. Uh, I don't know what he's been doing. Probably checking out all the wonderful exhibitions, I expect. Anyway, uh, so I, I suppose my plan is to wander aimlessly until I find Casimir. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, well, God, what is that terrible smell? Uh, this, yeah, um, you you sort of hanging back near the stage. As the crowd disperses, you do sort of notice, like, oh man, this this there's quite a quite a whiff coming off this whole Cleland area. Um, Casimir, what are you doing under there? Um, I would like to proceed uh, stealthily and stinkily uh, toward the backstage area and keep staying underneath the scaffolding. Sure. I want to try and pop out. As you, you know, sort of leopard crawl um, awkwardly in this, Edvard, you see just underneath the, the frills of the stage, uh, just for one second, uh, a very familiar cane just kind of whoop, pokes out for a second and is quickly whoop, yanked back. I... Uh walk over, like, look around and then walk over. Uh, hello? Casimir? What? T- what What are you doing down there? What's it look like I'm doing? Well, it looks like you're rolling around in goat poop, friend. You can't see each other. There's a there's this frill. Oh. Cu- is, is, it smells is, like is, you're rolling you. around in goat poop, friend. Nothing wrong with your nose, mate. Okay, well, I've... Oh! To determine what it's been eating from the... That is genius, old boy. Thank you very much. D- can you get out of there? Are you trapped down there? Well, no, I no, I can move alright, but uh, my plan was get backstage, uh, pretend I'm some sort of mechanic, but that I've noticed unusual droppings and I'm going to ask what are you even feeding this thing? In a sort of um, judgmental fashion. I mean, that's well, if I get caught. Plan A was sneak around. Plan C is hit someone. That's Well, I've noticed myself when the demonstration was going on. There's a fellow there with a big syringe full of something that he's been putting into the goat, and I think that's what's giving it these incredible goat powers. So he went backstage with a syringe. If we can find that syringe, I think we can find what is giving this goat these incredible powers. So I think backstage is the is the place to be, old boy. There's plenty of room under here. Come on, get some poo on right. you. Well, mm, yes, again, <laughs> the... Uh, uh, okay, well... I have taken off my nice jacket and I am wearing a, a Capcom promotional t-shirt, so I suppose. <laughs> i got one for you, actually, Casimir, if you want to put it on. Oh, amazing. Yeah, um, there you go. Thought you might like it. I'll actually I'll change into that later. I'm gonna, as he comes under, I'm going to wave from my jacket and ask him to tuck it in there for me. Yeah. In, cool. On an internal pocket. Uh, Edvard, if, if, you're, if you're joining Casimir under the stage... Um, well, can, I, can you get to backstage from under the stage? Yes. But okay. going under the stage is not an ordinary thing that an ordinary <laughs> attendee at a convention would do. Mm. Um, well, how how obvious will it be? Are people looking at me? Uh, the room is still pretty. The room's still pretty crowded. In fact, it might even be a little trickier than when because it's a little. Mm. It, it's still crowded, but less crowded than when Casimir sort of ducked under. When Casimir was doing it, all eyes were on the uh, on the goat. So yeah, it's certainly a risky move. Mm. But not. But that shouldn't hold you back from attempting it. I glance back at the Astor uh, stand. Is any smoke coming off it yet? No, not at the moment. Oh, damn. All right. Uh, okay. Um, what What's the this level entrance to backstage look like? 
clean oh, okay. now. Um, there's a uh, so to the to the back right of the stage, um, there is a, like a, another little desk where a couple of uh, sort of Cleland representatives in in wearing Cleland uh, vests are sort of sat, um, and behind the stage there it's a it's a walled off area. There are kind of maybe like eight foot high, uh, sort of wood panelled um, barriers that kind of block off. Uh, the sort of private Cleland area, and as far as you can tell, this is the official entrance to. Right. Well, that's going to be even trickier. Um, all right. In that case, I'll attempt to join Casimir under the stage. Nice. So, tell me how you're rolling for this. If you um, want to push yourself, um, if you want Casimir to help you, that kind of thing. I, I'm yes. happy to help. So this will be a prowl roll, and I will I will push myself. Okay. Um, I don't have any dots in prowl. I'm going to help as well then. So. You'll be cool. rolling two. Two. So Casimir, okay. take one stress for that, yeah. I think? Yep. Okay. That's a five and a four. Fantabulous. Uh, yeah. Um, how are you helping, Casimir? Um, I am just lifting up. I'm with my cane, just lifting up the sash. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. And Edvard, you managed to uh, you sneak in with absolutely no drama. There is a security guard over in the in the, the room that you're leaving some distance away um, uh, who saw that there was a person there uh, stood by the stage and then they looked around for a bit and when they looked back that person was gone um, they didn't see you go under or anything it's nothing too suspicious but I'm filling in another mm. clock on the all purpose kicked out <laughs> kicked um, out right uh, thing. that's two pieces filled now of six and you're both under the stage yeah, both under the stage. All right, so should we try and make our way into the backstage area? Yeah. This is exciting. I could lead a prowl group action, which would yeah. probably... Yeah, that could be helpful. Oh, I mean, yeah. So, yeah, do you want to roll prowl, Andy, and then I'll, I'll basically I'll take the stress if you... Yeah. ...with it. It's a bit less risky when there's just two of you, I suppose, than when you're leading. Okay. Registering that face Casimir's made. Interesting face. Well, I rolled a six. Oh, I rolled a one and a three. <laughs> so we can take the six. Okay, yeah. well, that's good. And I'll take a stress. Yep. Oh. Um, Casimir, as you um, as you sort of begin, you both begin leopard crawling. Um, at, at a, you you go to sort of, you put all of your weight on your on your left hand briefly, forgetting that it's it's absolutely slick with with goat feces, mm-hmm. and it just slides out from under you. Um, and you sort of roll sideways, and and uh, Edvard just just puts out a hand to sort of steady and reassure you. All right, steady, old man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna sort of baby my leg as I roll back over. Sorry, it's um, it's the feces, you know. Yes, yeah, yes, I can tell. And as you roll, um, as you as you make it sort of to the other, to the the rearmost sort of frilly curtained down bit at the stage. You, you both manage to sneak your way out of there without alerting anyone and you have a look around and here's what you see. You're in the backstage area of one of the most exciting high profile booths in Cabcon and to be honest it's a little bit of an anticlimax. This is clearly a place of business not showmanship. This is where um, this is where deals are being cut. This is probably where like you know people are getting some sort of behind the scenes information about Bessie. To your right um, is the rear of the bench, the kind of official entrance um, that, that Edvard saw earlier. Um, there is a 
there's a man and a woman kind of stationed there um, they have not noticed you but they are probably the closest people to you and then there are um, four sort of individual cubicles in this space each behind their own door um, they look like kind of meeting rooms and then in this in the center uh, there's a little little table uh, and and a couple of sofas with nobody on them but um, that's that looks like a kind of waiting area for, for people taking meetings you can hear voices inside the cubicles some of the cubicles I should say. do the cubicles have roofs no they don't interesting um so what's the what's the play here old man i think uh, possibly if we were to get high up we could look down into those cubicles and we could see what's in them it's not a bad shout um i was thinking i might try and um just go straight for the pen maybe we split up all right sounds good to me um i am gonna look around and see if there's a way i can get to uh higher grounds to give me a view inside the uh the meeting rooms to see if i can i'm trying to locate that syringe no need to roll for this i don't think um in terms of a way to get up to higher ground there aren't really any stairs or anything like this this is all kind of very much on one level and it's right in the middle of this gigantic room what i will say i suppose is that the roof uh which is which is this kind of vaulted glass thing that's kind of letting in loads of loads and loads of light uh, has some very very elaborate kind of ironwork um like so supporting it it's it's quite high up it's you know it's a couple of stories right. this is a big old room um but no there's no there's no staircase or anything like that okay um so i would have to leave the backstage area to climb on to get up there basically Yes, I suppose so, yeah. Right. That's annoying. Um, there, there's not any, like, boxes or anything I can drag into to making a sort of higher position for myself? Oh, there are, anything I mean, like yeah, there are there are, there are are boxes. Um, hmm. There's all sorts of, like, a, a corporate detritus in here. There's, you know, there's some crates. Uh, there's actually um, a, a few crates of what look like kind of hay or something. You know, there's, like, there's bales, which are, you know, clearly to be sort of fed to, either fed to Bessie or to line bessie's cage okay. um you know there is there's is stuff like that there's there's stuff around if you want to if you want to yeah i would i would like to start trying to build a sort of little tower of boxes that i can climb up um yeah. without trying not to draw attention to myself cool. trying to look like someone just moving crates around for normal purposes if anyone were to look over here okay uh i tell you what make me a make me a roll for that make it whatever you know whatever you want i would say this is finesse yeah, that sounds fine. Make me the roll, but don't tell me what the result is yet. First, let's go to Casimir. I would actually like to call a flashback. Great. Um, nice. And I would like to visit an NPC who is marked on my sheet as a positive friend. It's Salia, who is an information broker. Oh, Salia. Yeah. And I would like to do a consort with them to um, basically pick up sort of some phrases I can throw in to convince people that I'm in with the cabbies union. Yep, okay. You know, almost like cock, not like Cockney rhyming slang, but... Yep. In Volusport. Volusport rhyming slang. Yep. Oh, my God. It's a three. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Um... Do I need to roll? Well, I mean, you don't necessarily you... need to roll for this. If you, I'll oh, tell you what, it's a flashback, want, so stress. It's a flashback. You can take. You can take. It feels like a one stress flashback for me. It's not that. Okay. All right. It's not that big an ass. 
Yeah, but I'll tell you what, I will I will slightly factor in the three and say that yeah. you only remember two of the many phrases. Perfect. Uh, at this meeting, you were sort of, like, you were, a vast lexicon of, of, of cabby vernacular was explained to you, but unfortunately, someone bring out some fortified wine, and and now actually you can only remember two phrases, um, uh, <laughs> which were, cabs are laughing, which is a, um, a, a cute phrase for when... Um, uh, which which means when you've you've managed to sneakily overcharge a customer, and the other phrase is rains, 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 rains. Um, how many was that? Six. Rains. Yeah, six. Um, and it has to be six, or else they'll know that you're not um, proper. Uh, each of those rains um, represents one of the six founding members of the uh, cab drivers union, um, and as as you know. From this conversation you had if you visit the cab the cabbies union guild hall mm-hmm. hung above the the sort of the, the entrance are the the the, the leather reins of the six oh, honored reigns. revered founding, founding okay. members and reigns 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 is a cabbie expression to just mean general good luck to wish good fortune okay. on a on a on another on another cabbie all right great the key to sneaking around in an area you're not supposed to be is to walk around like you belong there. So I'm just going to, like, just start walking towards uh, whatever area looks most likely to lead to the holding pen, based on my internal compass. Yep, no worries. Um, it's pretty obvious, actually, because uh, you've just come out, like, uh, facing onto the back of the stage, and there are some steps leading up onto the back of the stage to the kind of, like, up-raised area, which is, you know, a few feet higher. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can, you can, in fact, you can see, the, you can see the cage that Bessie's in. Bessie is current in there, facing away from you. It's not a very big cage. Poor Bessie doesn't have room to turn around, so Bessie's butt is is facing you. Okay. I'd like to go and like see if there's basically any feed around. I want to see what what Bessie's eating. Yeah, no worries. Um, no need to roll for that. You um, you, you you march up there confidently mm-hmm. the only two people who at this point who could spot you are the two who are like on the official front desk and in my internal geography at least their cones of vision are not anywhere near you great uh, yeah you go up to uh, Bessie um, and uh, you start by looking around um, you see there is a trough of food in Bessie's cage it's inside the cage so you can't really reach it but you look inside and you see sort of like potatoes and um, and assorted vegetables uh some cucumbers in there some cabbages a bit of hay there's nothing that looks out of the ordinary to be honest i'm just gonna look her dead in the eyes and go blimey go you eat better than i do (laughs) bessie hisses at you all right mate all right um territorially she's kind of you know starts eating while maintaining eye contact with you, Casimir. <laughs> okay, I mean, I'm still reeling from the realisation that a goat can hiss. So... Oh, this, this, um, this one can. Oh, God. I guess I'd like to just continue to poke around the room to see... Uh, to see if I can find the, the syringe or any evidence of whatever Bessie's being injected with. Make me a roll for that, of your choosing. If I said that I am doing that thing where you're in- extremely careful... A, to put things back where they were, and B, not to get poo on them. Could I argue that this is a prowl roll? Certainly. Great. <laughs> That's a three! That's a three! Cool. I'm cursed. Cool. That's a three. No worries. Um, you Here's what you find. You find a clipboard mm-hmm. with 
sort of dates, um, measurements. There's there's a graph on it. Um, there's there's a column that says uh, like injection time, uh, and then another column next to it which is max speed. And these things are kind of like plotted kind of down like this. Um, as you're looking at this and, and studying at it, you do indeed smear it with with poo, but that's not your biggest problem because uh, the the person who Edvard saw earlier um, comes out from front of stage, sort of pops behind the curtain and locks eyes with you, Casimir, and goes, what the bloody hell are you doing here? Who are you? You're not supposed to be here. Rains, 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 rains. Rains, mate. Just chill out, all right? Right. Okay. Now, I'm... Look, I was hoping to speak to somebody because, frankly, I've come to you as, um, as a concerned citizen, as a friend. I was hired to stay under the stage, look after the treadmill in between demonstrations. Yeah. All, right. All good. Jobs are good and uh, treadmill's working beautifully, but... Um, after What's your the... name? I don't remember you on the roster. Oh, am I not down on the roster? I'm, I'm with the union, mate. Oh, I see. Right, okay. Were you at the last meeting? Uh, no, I wasn't, no. Um, I uh, I was laid up. I just I gestured oh, I my leg. I was laid up. I see. see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. I you see. Know, when, I you get, when you get into trouble, when a when a when a customer kicks off, when you need the union, exactly. Uh, right. Oh, you need you need the help, but you won't attend the meetings. Yeah. Whoa. I mean, let's let's not let's not be like that, mate. You're right. I'm sorry. It's been a long day. Rains, 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 rains. No, I understand, mate. I understand. Cabs are laughing. The jobs are good. Uh, Cabs are laughing. Cabs are laughing. But listen, mate. Like, um, you know, as you can see. I'm not averse to getting my hands dirty, but um, so I see. I, I wonder if um, I, I was thinking, you know, maybe this this uh, this goat's got a dicky tummy because um, some of the leavings, mate, they're, they're beyond belief. And I thought, you know, anything that's going to uh, help advance the, the cabin industry, I'm all for. This seems like a great invention, but but not if goats are, you know, are, are, are mucking up the whole city and uh, you know it's potentially doing them doing them harm. So I thought I'd. I'll come and speak to you and just just ask what I mean. What you're feeding it? I mean, what's what's going into this thing to make it? Because it's it's it looks like great stuff. Don't get me wrong, that thing is fast. But um, well, I mean, look at me, mate. You'd have a dicky tummy as well if if you had in you what they was putting into uh, into poor old Bessie here. Well, Trust me. What is it? You you were there at you were you were there on on day one of the convention, weren't you? You were you were at training. So you know not to ask me about what they're injecting into Her Majesty over here, and you know that we're not supposed to talk about it in public. Forgive me, mate, of course. Uh, loose loose lips, uh, trip goats and all that. Um, yeah, as the old saying goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just, you know, I mean, it's the last day. Everyone's getting a bit loose, isn't they? Come yeah, away. that does happen. Right. So, uh, all right. Well, look. If you look, if you have concerns, then you can raise it with the uh, with 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 what's his name that that creepy fellow they have in the in the in the in the testing room. But don't say that I sent you there. Don't leave me out of it. I'm here to do a job. I'm here to get paid. I want I want none of your trouble. I don't want none of your ill raising. All right, mate. All right, that's fine. But you'll um. You won't tell anyone about this, will you? No, I won't tell anyone about it. It's the least I can do for a fellow union member. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rains, rains, rains. Rains, rains, rains. rains. Yeah. Two right, mate. Which way's the testing room again? 
Well, it's that. It's, it's that one there. Oh, cool. Uh, he, point, he, point, he points just one of the one of the cub, one of the cubicle doors. Sorry, mate. It's it's the fumes from the. You know, it turns me head. It's all right, but I mean, you know that it's completely forbidden for anyone except old uh, old creepy face to uh, to step foot yeah, in there. Of course I do, mate. But it's creepy face I want to talk to outside the room. I'll give it, I'll give a polite knock. I'll have I'll have a chat with him. <laughs> all right. All right, well, good luck to you then, mate. All right, good rains, luck with rains, that. rains, yeah. rains, 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 mate. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll sidle off to the testing room. Cool. Um, I tell you what, I'll, I'll tick a box. Yeah. Just <laughs> I'll uh, say. Long old conversation. There we go. It's ticked. Uh, yeah, yeah. But you've, um, you've identified the science room, um, whatever that is. There's pr- it probably has a fancier name that the person you were talking to didn't know. Let's mm. say that. Edvard, where are you at this point? Um, well, I rolled a five and a three for the box stacking nice. finesse action to peer into the rooms to try and determine which Excellent. room I should be going to. Yep, you have done some some very good and some very sneaky, some very officious. A bit like Casimir, you're just you're just doing it you're in a, in a manner as if it's something you've been told to do officiously. You're not even being that quiet. You're kind of you know, grunting and groaning. In fact, the people the people on the front desk like look over at you and go and and sort of like tut in a kind of. Keep it, please. Sorry. Yep, will do. We have clients coming through here, you know. Understood. Keep it down. Uh, you and you manage to form a, a few steps up onto up to peek into one of the cubicles. As luck would have it, it's the exact cubicle that was just pointed out to Casimir as the um, science cubicle. Uh, and as you look inside, Edvard, your eyes light up at the array of scientific equipment inside of there. There are bunts and burners going there are sort of glass tubes with uh, like colorful liquids kind of flowing mm. through uh, and there is a man in a lab coat with little um sort of circular glasses you know what do you call those glasses that kind of you know, like pince-nez pince-nez yeah pince-nez on there um a very tall and thin uh, and gaunt man and he's sort of uh, like hunched over his own clipboard and he's looking at stuff mm. there is a row of syringes in a rack the kind that you briefly glimpsed, Edvard, but these ones are full, and they are full of some sort of murky, dark red liquid that is kind of great. All right, seems um, to be swirling around of its own accord in there. Okay, I peek back down the corridor to see if I can see Casimir. Uh, is he around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Casimir is Casimir is in view. Casimir okay. is just in the up on the stage. Casimir, Casimir. Um, I'll come over. Yeah, in. This this room here, this is the room where they've got all the, the syringes, where they're the stuff they're putting into the goat. There's, there's a scientist in there, I just had a look in the top. There's one guy in there. I think if you were to knock on the door and keep him talking, I could probably climb in the other side, get a syringe, climb back out before he has a chance to, to notice what's going on. If you can keep him talking. Alright, yeah. Yeah, alright. Sure. Yeah, alright, sounds good. Alright. So I go back to the top of the boxes where I think I can probably clamber over the top of the partition wall, lower myself yep. down into the into the room, and then that's the that's the plan. I'm going to wait for Casimir to, to get him talking. Okay, great. So, Casimir, uh, you don't have to roll to knock Edvard. You will have to roll uh, for the for the for the getting in, obviously. But in what order do we want to do these things? The knocking first, I think, so he's distracted. Okay, I'm gonna. Give like I'm gonna give quite a frantic knock. Okay, you hear a voice going. What? What? Come quickly, sir! Please, rains, 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 rains. I'm not part of your disgusting union. I've come from a higher 
calling. If you could quit that awful street parlance around me. I'm trying to do something a little bit more sophisticated in here. Yeah, all um, right, mate. I'm a scab, but either way, your sophisticated something is about to kill that goat. It is choking. I need your help. Oh, choking? What? What? That's impossible. Uh, you hear, like, sort of, from inside the room, sound, sound there's, like, tinkly glass sound. Things are being put down, basically. Okay. And the, do- the door opens, and this, this sort of tall, wiry uh, gentleman in a lab coat is, is there, and he goes, Choking? She shouldn't be choking. It shouldn't be possible. Yeah. All right. Still happening, though, mate. <laughs> right. Fine. Uh, he grabs... Um, he grabs... <laughs> he grabs I think maybe he grabs the syringes to take with him he grabs he grabs a couple of the syringes and he, he follows you out Casimir like show me this choking then alright okay now that he's gone I'm going to try and climb down into the into the room cool uh, he has fully gone yeah so you're in how you're in a controlled position sorry go on Casimir I was going to say how visible is the um, is the sort of the area the holding area that we're going to from the desk it's not super visible. They would have to like walk out. They would have to leave their leave their seats and and kind of move around to okay, see it. Okay, cool, yeah. great. Yeah. Sorry, carry on. That's right. Yeah, Edvard, make me make me a roll just to so that you don't completely stack it. It's a controlled position. This. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's a five. Five. Yeah. Fine. Um. Yeah. You. Uh. You slip down. You are. Yeah. You're now. You're. You're in the. Ro- you're in the room. Surrounded okay. By I would like to. Grab one of the syringes. I don't want to take the whole syringe, but I would like to like express some of the liquid from the syringe into one of the empty vials in my alchemical bandolier. So I have some of it, but it's not extremely obvious that anything's been taken. Very good, very nice. Yes. That no need to roll for that either. That is that is done. Okay, cool. And now I th- think I should just be able to let myself out the door rather than attempt a tricky climb out. Yeah, I'm I'm doing cones of vision in my head. Yeah, I think you can. At this point let's cut to um Casimir. You've you've walked up to the the the, the um, cage that that Bessie is in mm-hmm. uh, and this um tall fellow with the clipboard and the syringes walks up, gets up on the stage, goes, "I really don't see why you must be wasting my time." Takes one look at Bessie and goes and looks at you with a suddenly a very suspicious look because it is super obvious that Bessie is not in fact choking mm-hmm. um, I'm going to say I'll show you some choking mate and then I'm going to duck under <laughs> his arm and put him in a sleeper hold oh <laughs> yes alright let's do it I'm going to call this finesse yep. rather than skirmish if that's okay yeah um, and I'm it, sounds like, it sounds like a very very um, stealth hit I'm going to push myself yep well, stress again. That's fine. That's not a problem. That's all right. Please, dice, just behave for once. That's a six. Hey! Amazing. Congratulations. Yes. Well, you tell me how it looks. He kind of raises his arm to be like, "Well," and I use that. I sort of trap it with my right arm and just, just gently sort of give him a little night night. Um, and I'd like to roll him under the table where all of the sort of accoutrement is and then just casual as he like arm full of hay and just sort of scatter it over him so he yep. is hidden in um, a hastily assembled bale of hay bale of hay yeah uh, and then I think I'm I'm just gonna walk straight out again like whistling dusting my hands off 
Whistling the Capcom yep. theme. Yep. Um, oh, good. do I actually know that he's got? I'm just. I'm going to pocket one of the syringes that the. Um, yep. The that's fine. Scientist guy has as well, and then just sort of. I'm going to. I'm going to just try and leave. Walk past the front cool. desk. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, as well. you um, as you walk down from the down from the stage, mm -hmm. um, you have you are now in the same place as Edvard. Oh, okay. Um, so you can try and leave together, or yeah, I'm going to uh, give him a big thumbs up. Yeah. Like, like. All right, grab a grab a box, an empty box, and take him out. Cool. Sounds yeah. good. He's just carrying um, out um, a couple of empty boxes. Yeah. All right. Um, yes. Uh, there's if you're carrying boxes and there's two of you. Um, yeah. As you come up to the back of the the two people who are kind of like on the on the front desk. Mm -hmm. um, they're they're going to turn around and and go. Um, I'm sorry. Who, where did you come from? We were just dropping off the uh, the hay. We're going back for some more. These boxes are empty now. We need to go and refill them. I've been mucking out Bessie's stool as well. Well, yes, I can smell that. But mm -hmm. where are your lanyards? Sorry, is there? Are we supposed to use a different exit? Oh, is sorry. Wrong? Oh, is this is this press entrance? Yes, this is a press clients. Oh, oh sorry. Blimey. Oh, sorry. We're so Which sorry. Which way should we be going? We're we just avoid get getting out of here. goat feces all over that. Sorry. All right. I, I I pull my hands out my pockets, like deliberately being like, all right, all right. And I'm going to sort of make as if to put them on the desk. Be like, now, which way should we be going? Get your hands off oh, the desk. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you just tell us which way we should be going. Oh, my gosh. There's another, the, the, well, the, the service exit is through that door. And she points to one of the cubicles. The bloke who's, who's also there says, Oi, Alice, I ain't. They ain't got any lanyards, and their eyes start to widen in panic. And suddenly, there is a, <laughs> a loud, cracking explosion sound, and screams are heard distantly. And people start to shout, "Fire! Fire! A humiliating fire at Amadeus Astor's booth!" <laughs> oh no! Oh, it's never the Astor uh, Astor's. Booth again. Oh, another ast a humiliating Astor accident? How is that man still in business? I cry as I run towards the fire exit. The uh, the two the two people who are who are sort of barring your exit now, they are they're looking around in kind of panic. You can tell from their faces that they think it's a pretty massive coincidence that something unusual is happening here and something unusual is what's happening there, but they are struggling to sort of connect the two. Hmm. Um, but they're more concerned with self-preservation, so yeah, they they start to sprint. There is a yeah, everyone is panicking now. Uh, right. Everyone is rushing towards the Capcom exits. Yeah, let's make a beeline for the nearest fire exit. Yeah, um, as you as you head to the nearest. Shouting fire as exit. much as I can um, that Astor is a menace to society. His invention yeah. should never be trusted, and anyone with half a brain could have seen this coming. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that guy's right. That sort of does start to ripple out through the crowd. Edvard, what you know of Amadeus Aster, which is, uh, I think, a dance like more than you would like to know of Amadeus Aster, you know that Amadeus is probably not here personally, but is certainly not going to let this go and will be desperate to get to the bottom of this. I'm imagining it now and it's delicious. <laughs> the nearest fire exit. This building does not have enough fire exits, uh, you are suddenly realising. You're heading out like to the front, the way you came in, the one that faces out onto the canal. It's a, so it's a brick wall. Uh, there is one, there are one set of double doors, and then uh, like windows, uh, you know, regular, like tall, you know, nice ornate glass with 
that nice iron ironwork. Security people are like quickly being overwhelmed trying to usher people out of these these double doors, uh, and there's there's quite a queue uh, forming. More security people are sort of uh, are appearing to try and like calm the crowd down. Well, this is ridiculous! I shout and I um, throw the crate I have still in my hands through a window. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fine. Um, yeah, that's fine. It just happens. Yeah, the crate sort through that um all of a sudden everyone is throwing what they have through windows and like crawling their way out through the through through the windows to try and escape as well are you going out the windows or are you uh waiting to go through the door i'm getting out as quick as possible i think yeah uh yeah you're out through you're out through the windows um and yeah now you're suddenly standing on the street um the, the security people are there they're saying please nobody go anywhere this appears to be a, a, a criminal act of potential sabotage or so assert the astor employees and lord knows we trust them sure so if please everyone could just stay where they are um they're having a real hard time though trying like keep everyone in the sort of like outside area outside the, the docks in the front of this old decommissioned tall ship casimir we need to get out of here have you got any ideas uh didn't bring a molotov this time well i think the fire's already taken care of yeah fair enough um well let's just get the crowd to rush him there's loads well, of us and i yeah, but I mean, how are we going to get out away? Just then, oh. you hear a sh- you hear a shout. Someone is stood on that tall ship, mm. um, like out in front, and they're going, "Oi, oi, Casimir, 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 it's me, oh. it's me!" Uh, and they are waving a big gondolier. Oh, okay. I scan stick. I scan the crowd looking for someone who vaguely resembles. Amadeus Astor, who is quite a well-known figure. He's yeah. often to be spotted wearing a crimson cravat and his yeah. side whiskers are very impressive. Yeah. Is there anyone who sort of fits that description? They've got to be cosplayers at things like this. Yeah. There, there are... Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Um, there is a, a four-piece vocal harmony group. There's a barbershop quartet called the, the Astors uh, that's, that perform a few times daily at the Amadeus Astor stand and they are all dressed like uh, bees CEO and hero <laughs> not bees not bees <laughs> see see <laughs> no actually now it seems like it would be awful for them to be dressed as bees yeah. oh mm. but i imagine my perspective will change next friday okay i would like to point at one of them and go there he is it's amadeus astor the one who tried to kill us all with this fire uh, the crowd turns they're, they're going amadeus it isn't true is it your wonderful inventions would never hurt anyone would they and let's, and let's just, go barbershop quartet is indeed being rushed meanwhile this scrawny bloke on the ship is still going casimir casimir over here it's your ride i'm gonna try and see it's the secret ride you asked for it's your secret gondola (laughs) come on casimir and your mate oh is that edvard who you were telling me about shush old old man let's yeah we shuffle over there taking advantage of the pandemonium as swiftly as possible without yep drawing further attention to ourselves you vault awesomely uh, onto um, the the sort of tall ship, Casimir. I'm imagining that you, your cane is kind of used a little bit to, in, to sort of help you with the perform this mm-hmm. swiveling, leaping maneuver. And you're up onto the onto the deck of the of the decommissioned ship. From this vantage point, you can see that on the other side there is indeed a gondola waiting for you. Okay. Um, and uh, and the, the the scrawny fellow who's, who's you know come jumping up and down. Um, a security person over the dock shouts, "Oi, where are you going? You 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 can't you can't leave yet. You've been told you can't leave yet. What if you had something to do with this?" And the the gondolier shouts, "Oh, don't worry, then it's just Casimir and Edvard. I'm getting them out of here, secret like." 
um, and he helps you down onto his gondola and you are punted to safety. I slap him silly once we are around the corner. <laughs> you tell oh, this Mr. Casimir! You tell I this fellow wrong, my name sir? as well, Casimir. I was just having oh. a chat! Um, oh, oh, oh. I, yeah, well, I, oh, I thought I could trust this little twerp to be circumspect. Oh, Mr. Casimir, I'll never do it again. I won't let you down. Too or right you, you, Mr. Edvard Lumiere. <laughs> I'll tell everyone I know that Mr. Edvard Lumiere is indeed a very secretive fellow who... Don't yeah. look for him because he's secret. Now, you listen to me, right? I'm going to grab yes. him by the, sh- the front of his shirt and be like, you're not going to tell anyone about this, are you? No, 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 no. You're not going to no. tell anybody that I was here or that he was here or that we did anything untoward at Capcom. Do you get that? I will tell anyone who asks that I have not seen Casimir or Edvard recently, and they weren't at Capcom, so stop asking. All right. You shake on it? Yep. And it shakes. Okay. Uh, As our hands join, uh, there is sort of, like, uh, like, from between our palms, a sort of smoke goes up, and also on his wrist and my wrist as... uh, the stylized image of an anchor appears on both of our skin. This is a spider uh, special ability called Ghost Contract, uh, which says, when you shake on a deal, you and your partner, human or otherwise, both bear a mark of your oath. If either breaks the contract, they take level three harm cursed. And I want to tell this gondolier all about it. Be like, yeah, too right you won't talk to anyone. You should know what that is. He, um... He he doesn't understand. Having had the whole thing explained, he is quite confident that, to the best of his ability, he is not going to break this vow. Great. You Same. have lingering questions about what the best of his uh, the best of his ability really means in practical terms, uh-huh. but you've certainly terrified him. So, uh, my part of the bargain is I won't slap him around anymore. That's more than fair. Okay. <laughs> more than- uh, yes, and you have. Uh, completed the score. You have made it out with a um, with a sample of whatever weird stuff <laughs> two samples. they were injecting in. Mine's pr- um, almost certainly contaminated though, so we should definitely use Edvard's. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, let's montage what happens next. Uh, having had your names shouted around, um, the uh, um, the gang is going to take plus two heat. So yeah, the gang has taken plus two heat. We won't go into details on exactly how that will manifest, but there you are. Um, you get the uh, sample to an address that was uh, specified on the back of the note right from the beginning of the of, of the, the last episode, mm-hmm. um, and you hear nothing more until one morning when you are out uh, buying your paper, Edvard. You um, you sort of flap it open and you, and you see um, you see the headline: Cleland under pressure to fess up after leviathan blood injection calamity chaos yeah the headline writers aren't very good in Volus yeah. Court, but they're trying their best um yeah uh and as you read on it it turns out that um the cleland company was was injecting seven reasons the cleland company yeah is, yeah um is the worst of all time sponsored like seven, by the astor company that would yeah. be better Seven times the Cleland Corporation uh, did the most shocking things with Leviathan blood. Brackets um, number Game five was injecting them. <laughs> Gameplay. Number five, number five will make you scream. 
yeah number number five will make you scream and it was injecting it into bessie to make her run faster even though leviathan blood is an extremely illegal and, and strictly regulated substance and they mm. shouldn't have been doing that so they are they are in big trouble now um and the head the headline continues sources <laughs> <laughs> cleland company says sources unreliable uh yeah, mysterious benefactors, all all that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, it's a murky business, but the Cleland Company is in trouble, is facing enormous fines Great. as a result of your work. Um, and that's it. That's that. That's the end of the score. Um, anyone want to do any downtime stuff quickly? Uh, I will almost certainly be relieving stress cool. twice. What What's your current stress score? Uh, Twelve. Twelve. All right. So you're going to rub some rub some ointments into that leg? Yeah, uh, almost certainly need to tend to my brace as well um, because cool. it's, uh, it's taken a knock and um, been covered in poo. So yes. uh, insight. There's a lot of poo in the mechanism. Indeed, insight is my worst attribute. Uh, left of the column, I've well left of the line, I've only got one dot. Uh, so first time I'm relieving three, and then another three. So I clear six stress. Oh, brilliant. Very nicely done. Yeah, Edvard? I only, I only took one stress, I think, in that, and I had two stress previously, so I still don't think my stress is high enough to risk overindulging. That's fair enough. Maybe take another run at uh, improving that um, line Yes, yeah, so I'd like to use the time to try and improve my line launcher so it doesn't yes. burst into flames and also maybe has some kind of cool gas bombs. Or that was a four-piece clock, I think, um, that I don't think, you've, I don't think you filled any pieces last time. Um, so yeah, so you want to use both downtime activities on this? Um, yes, I don't think I've accrued enough stress yet to uh, to risk possibly overindulging. Um, yeah, that's if I fine. Try and clear that. That's so, fine. all right, here we go. Oh, no, lost one. This is your first tinker roll, right? Yes. Cool. Uh, that is a three and a two. Again, I think I rolled that last time. Uh, mm. You've got two dots in tinker, right? Yep. Okay, so um, so you can you can do this again if you want. Um, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah. All right, let me do that again. Uh, that's a four and a six this time. Oh, cool. All right, six. Um, uh, you know what? I tell you what. For a six, why don't we call? Why don't we call that circle? Why don't we? Why don't we call that filled? I think between uh, the two of was, them, that's enough. I think. Yeah, I, th I think so. Um, and you know what? Don't at me people who know the rules yeah. um I'm, I'm calling it yeah uh yeah it was only a four piece it was only a four four section clock uh yeah um yeah you tinker with it you have upgraded this line launcher significantly it can now shoot farther it makes less noise and it is very Father reliable it <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't burst into flames it less regularly so bursts in into your flames. face astor it, it hardly ever bursts into flames you know what does burst into flames a lot Astor's stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see what happened at the Capcom the other day? Yeah. That's the word that's going round, um, yeah. along with uh, along with a, a, a great deal of um, uh, drama and consternation concerning the Cleland Company mm. and what on earth was going on there, uh, and who were the two mysterious figures who were definitely named Casimir and Edvard who were <laughs> seen, who were heard leaving. Cool. All right, and that will do it. Great, great hey. job, both. Thank you so Great, much. Thank you, that was Luke. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Thanks Terrific. for a fun adventure. Terrific heisting. Um, yeah, don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, if you enjoyed this, if this is the first one of these that you're watching, then there's plenty more in a playlist, uh, a link to which is hopefully on screen now. But if it's not, then 
We trust you to find it because you know what you're doing. You know your way around. Yeah, it's a puzzle. It's a challenge. Can you find it? It's like national treasure. Yeah. Sorry, Nicholas Cage. That's the score we'll do next time. Yeah. We've got to steal Nicholas Cage. Cool. Well, well, thanks very much, everyone. Um, check back next time. And thank you so much, Andy and Johnny. That was terrific. That was incredible, great incredible role-playing Sorry about all the poo. Never, ever apologise for that. It happens. In any context. It, it, <laughs> it happens. Bye-bye. Bye. There you go. Didn't they do well? Didn't they do bloody well? Andy yeah. and Johnny. Look, what a lovely pair, Crushed Johnny it. and Andy. I know. Yeah. I know. One of the things that was so gratifying about doing Blades in the Dark was obviously this was our first real opportunity um, for for Johnny to get to do quite a lot of playing um, mm. of the game. And Johnny, they are extremely familiar with Blades in the Dark already from you know a, yeah. a great deal of experience playing it off camera. Um, and so... Uh, when they were creating the character of Casimir, I know that Johnny had it very much in mind to create a character who could kind of take the lead um, and was very sort of plugged into the lore of the world um, because Johnny had all that knowledge. And I think this is the first time you really get to kind of see that come to the front. It, it's nice. It's like they're going on an adventure together, but on a meta level, I feel like yes. Johnny is sort of holding Andy's hand a bit and being like, come with me and... Yes, and um, it works incredibly well, Casimir, yeah. as a character concept. So, yes. bravo, Johnny. Yeah. Um, yeah. The sort of crime dad character just works so nicely with Johnny being the one person who really understands what's going on yeah. as a player. Yeah. You know, so. um, but what I really want to talk about is conventions, yeah. because I really enjoyed this episode because it was set in a convention, um, which we attended. Set the scene. It was a lot. Yeah, of, it was. Yeah. This is a two-year-old episode, so it went out February 2021. Yep, when I was so, dearly missing going to conventions, <laughs> if you can believe it. The, the time was, picture the scene, 2019. We probably went to, I don't know, six, seven, eight conventions that year. Feels like probably a dozen. Yeah. Uh, comic conventions, games conventions, yeah, and everything yeah, in between. Yeah. And yeah, uh, Pre-pandemic, yeah. yeah. But obviously Blaze in the Dark all happened kind of in the when we were still doing everything remotely. Mm. Um, so, you know, uh, the, the thrill of going to a convention was but a distant dream. Um, you, you've, you've seen the CabCon caper, Jane. Where, yes. Which convention centre are you imagining it takes place oh, in? Oh, well, from the artwork, I was thinking Kensington Olympia's oh. station, uh, convention yes. centre yes, hall. Yes, yes, yes. The which Toy is, Fair um, used to be there, didn't it? I don't know if the Toy Fair there. used yeah. to be there. Eurogamer Expo, aka EGX, mm. which we do attend from time to time, actually was held there. I think on one occasion, really? to remember, unless wow. then it moved unless to Earl's unless memory yeah. memory deceives me. EGX Kensington, because it's quite a Victorian-y yeah, yeah, convention yeah. space. It's got a kind of glass roof. If I it's if beautiful, I remember it is correctly. the most light you will ever get in a convention. Yeah, center. and that's why they couldn't keep holding EGX there because you have to pay. If I remember correctly, you have to pay lots of money to like black out the roof right. if you want like a nice dark. You know, it has to be a for some reason it has to be a dark. Yeah, we don't light getting on all the video space. games and you know. Yeah, the yeah. glare on the screens. I didn't come here to so, get vitamin D. I came here to get an early preview of 
Burnout yeah. 2 or whatever it Quite. was. <laughs> so unless memory very much deceives me, then many, many moons ago, there was a gaming convention at wow. Olympia, which, yeah, is, is in Kensington okay. in London. It's a it's a very sort of Victorian space, whereas a lot of convention centres as well, you know, are like big airports without planes. Yeah, and all the worst bits of an like, airport. <laughs> yeah, just a big None, none of the good bit thing, space. which is the plane yeah. that takes you away from the airport. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, conventionally, convention spaces are pretty, pretty drab. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They can be. Um. Well, I was picturing. Um. And actually, when we recorded this, I had, um, like a blueprint of oh. Tobacco Dock. Oh. Uh, um. Tobacco Dock. Another London. Yeah. Another London. Space. Um, immense. Uh, yeah. Space. Convention center, but it's mm. similar to Kensington Olympia. It has those kind of old Victorian trappings. Um, mm. But it also has like a, a bit of a waterway outside, um, oh, which yes. which I was, uh, you know, um, which I was keen Ideal. on. And actually, as yeah. you've just heard, did did turn out to be sort of mildly important plot wise. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's the same kind of thing. It's like I, I just love the idea of like an old, an old timey convention, you know, like because expo did, yeah an expo because they did happen right there was like the crystal really? yeah, like world's fair yeah exactly yeah, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing mm. yeah but like ones that the kind of ones that you get now which is you know every industry has uh expos and conferences and stuff it doesn't matter how niche or how bizarre like when we're on um often when we go to egx which is at um uh which is at the the nec in birmingham Sometimes, or, or, or yeah. yeah, sometimes, or, or has been in the past. Um, like often when we went, the um, like the the signage convention was also yeah. there, which is a, a, a convention for the sign making, purely for the signage industry, signage or industry, yeah. the emergency services industry. Yeah. I seem to remember used to have a a concurrent. I mean, the Birmingham NEC is such a freaking enormous yeah. space, such a huge yeah. venue that it can have concurrent yeah. huge expos happening. Uh, in different parts of the building and that there would be an emergency services one there'd be like a classic cars one yeah uh i can't remember what else yeah but do you know but, but yeah the, but you name it they've got a comp convention for it exactly exactly uh and uh, i find something so weirdly compelling about that and so i was really keen on this idea of doing like a modern convention with all of its extremely niche uh industry trappings mm. but you know it being in that kind of old timey world's fair crystal palace exhibition uh awesome. you know kind of kind of vibe um so yeah there's you know security checks and i think they have lanyards and i can't you know i can't mm. i can't remember all Merch, the details swag yeah and like thing. reveals and like little press conferences all for like <laughs> cab driver stuff and oh demo like stage demos and stuff yeah yeah love it it's fun being in being in some other worlds like niche. Yes, yes. If um, whenever I'm at a convention, I always wish I had a bit more time to to leave and go to it's like a different convention that was on in the same space. Yes, in the same convention hall. Sneak know? away, Sneak slip away. into the into the yacht convention going on next oh, door or well, something. I mean, yeah, that would be so good. <laughs> uh, I've been to what's among the. Among the more exciting expos and conventions I've been to, I went to one or two like Christmas in July conventions oh. in a previous job. Oh my because God. The, I've completely I, I forgotten Christmas in July. Christmas in July. So this is a thing where Not like the retail it, yeah. industry, the toy industry, like the gift industry, if that's an industry, I don't know. Various people who have things to sell and promote are like, we need to sell and promote these items to, I don't know, retailers and the press 
the media and influencers in July yeah. because we're queuing them up for Christmas attention and all of this stuff has to start being thought about in in July so that they can get on shop shelves and into magazines and yeah. catalogues and, and what have you. And, so and Christmas in July is like a big convention where you get to go and have Christmas in July. Yeah, oh, it's it's so good. And all like magazines and stuff, they're doing their Christmas they're doing their Christmas editions. Like gift guides gift and guides things. and stuff. They're writing yeah. that in July. And they're doing yeah. it having gone round these big things where it's like, oh it's brilliant. There's like animatronic This is this year's Furby. And, yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. Yes, okay, I agree. Yeah, yeah I'm like, yeah. okay, all right. Show me just show me the new Furbies. Show me the new Furby. The new Furby this year isn't even a Furby, but it's, you know, it fulfills the role of a Furby. I don't know about that, but okay. You desperately yeah. want one and years later we'll be baffled yeah. as to why. Yep. Yeah, why you did. Um, God, yeah, Christmas in July. What a good time. Yeah. I've been to many, con- I went to a 3D printing convention, which was a really good time. Whoa. Yeah, that was really fun. Very specific niche. And I went to a... Um, I guess it wasn't so much a convention, but it had all of the trappings because it kind of was held in a convention. I went to um, RoboCup, I think in huh. 2016. Oh, there's a video of this. Oh, yeah. You, I you think, made a yeah. video, yeah. I think. Not for, I it's didn't like... make it for Outside Extra. It was before that. No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah. I made some videos for CNET um, yeah, of, yeah. of my time It's like Robo a Robot Cup. World Cup, yeah. right? Um, yeah, sort of. So it's like, uh, it it's, a, it's sort of nominally a sporting event, but mm. the... The sport is you have to program some robots to play AI football against other teams of robots playing AI football. So you don't control the robots with remote controls or anything. That's oh, not allowed. You just code them, them, program them, yeah. and then you're like, okay. basically, whoever has the best code wins because yes. like you all compete on like the same spec robots. Fun. Um, so you know, uh, it's it, that sounds extremely cool. Um, yes, and. In a in a very meaningful in a way, way, it is yeah. extremely cool, and everyone at RoboCup was having a great time, including myself. But when you watch it, <laughs> my gosh, it's funny! It's just these robots falling over <laughs> constantly. They sort of like will kind of walk very slowly over to a ball, yeah. and like and they look like little like little yeah. toy like as not not even like an Asimo or yeah, yeah, or yeah. help us say yeah. um what's the what's the the terrifying robot company that makes terrifying lifelike robots? Oh, Boston that, Dynamics. That can, Boston, it's not like by Boston Dynamic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's not like like a cool, capable, frightening military metal gear dog (laughs) robot. No, no, they're like sort of funny little, (laughs) funny little spacemen robots. Um, (laughs) But you know, but they're all identical, so that it's a fair uh, platform. Because the only thing you're allowed Mm. to change is the code. You Mm. can't, you can't change the um, mechanics of the robot. But there are also other divisions where you can, like, you know, freely try and build the best robot oh so like robot wars and the yeah. wedge always wins yeah there is yeah. there yeah <laughs> the football a, wedge. A wedge with a yeah. chainsaw wins the football cup <laughs> yeah robot cup was a great time i think that was one of the the weirdest weeks i've, I've sort of spent covering <laughs> a week oh, oh yeah Lord. god yeah i was there for days <laughs> yeah well, it takes eight a- takes ages because as i say the robots walk very slowly up to the ball oh boy line up oh, a kick boy. and then nine times yeah. out of ten we'll sort of flop over um, wow. Yeah, no, there's definitely. I'm sure. You, I'm sure you, wow. you can sort of track it down. It's probably somewhere still yeah. on YouTube. RoboCup. We did yeah. like some you sort of like <laughs> best robots falling over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so much fun. Yeah, yeah. Not really a convention, but it was in a. Um, I think it was in Leipzig in the convention center in Leipzig. Oh yeah, yeah. 
yeah. Gosh, yes. I could talk about convention centers all day, but probably shouldn't because it's na- real narrow casting, isn't it? <laughs> it is, it is specific. It's, it couldn't be more narrow casting because we're not only in a podcast about tabletop role playing games, yeah. but now we're talking about something utterly unrelated. Yeah. But like, there's, there's a, Zen, a Venn diagram overlap of nothing. But here's the yeah. thing I mean, in our line of yeah. work, we, we are lucky enough to get to go to a lot of weird and wacky conventions, but I think like it it's a everyone gets to go to some conventions right like either through work or through because it's something that you're interested in like okay, whatever hobby yeah. you're in it will have a convention yeah. maybe you've been tempted to go yeah so, or you've been sent there by potentially work exa- because it's yeah. in your industry exactly, maybe, exactly. Maybe. you know whatever line yeah. of work you're in they'll you know there's a there's a business hotel um you know conference with your name on it some lanyards yeah. to pick up my favorite yes. tv episodes are one oh god i think there's an episode of the sopranos where everything is very odd and you can't quite tell what's going on but it's all set in like a um like a sort of business hotel where they're having a conference okay oh man okay. it's so good oh, there's an episode of the leftovers where also like things get kind of weird and it's all in a oh man I, i'm so in love with the sort of weird kind of drab wave aesthetic of um ah. of like a business hotel yeah, 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 yeah. Drab wave, that's it. And also, you know what you get a lot of in, in convention centres? To go on about this for, gosh, that's a long time, yeah. she said, Sorry. checking her timer. Um, the kind of, you know what I mean by a liminal space? Like a, you know, a, a liminal, a space of transition. Oh, space of, yes. You know. Yes, uh, I do know what you mean. Yes. How do I define liminal space? I was, um, I, I was lost for a minute, but when you said sp- uh, space of transition, it's like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, I think that's why it's such a compelling yes. setting for, um, for like, you know, for, for drama. Yes. For on-screen so drama. Because, yeah, yes. hit, hit, hit me with a proper definition, Jane. Okay, liminal space refers to the place a person is in during a transitional period. It's a gap and can be physical like a doorway, emotional like a divorce, yes. or metaphorical like a decision. Liminal yes. spaces yes. are the subject of an internet aesthetic portraying empty or abandoned places that appear eerie, forlorn, mm. and often surreal. And you will stumble across such spaces if you just step off the beaten path at many a convention centre. Like, suddenly you're in the the industrial, like back paths you know the access oh, yeah. corridors yeah. or a, an abandoned you know a bathroom for for 30 people that there's no one in that kind of thing yes also like again i'm, I'm at the risk of getting i was bringing this round to tv which everyone watches and trying to make it you know broader appeal <laughs> it's popular and good but yeah. at the risk of pulling it back again yes, um, please. often if you go to uh trade shows in our line of work or adjacent lines of work it's a trade show that is open to the public but you go a few days earlier so that they can show just media like something or other so you get to be in a convention center that is basically still being assembled and like there is nothing wilder than kind of like basically dodging out the way of a load of forklifts to to like go see um like a a stage presentation of a samsung washing machine or something it's yeah 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 yeah. that's uh, i have a story uh, i mean i have a a miniature anecdote from when i was at at GameSpot, the video game outlet and GameSpot used to have a stage at e3 Mm. the big video games convention in in los angeles and i was there so early that like you say there's forklifts rushing around and people constructing booths and i for some reason i was wearing God help me, flip-flops. Why was I wearing flip-flops? I was wearing cool? sandals because I'm cool. And I had to sign a waiver. I had time? to sign 
a genuine like waiver of my health and safety mm. um, because I was entering basically a construction site in flip flops because yeah. I was vis- I was visiting the stage you know checking out what the, the GameSpot space was looking like and they're like um, if you want to come in here dressed like that you're gonna have to sign this that says if you are crushed or if your toes <laughs> and you will be are, are dismembered by a passing forklift you won't blame <laughs> us because you wore flip flops to a construction site so yeah. that's the yes that's a strong memory yeah oh yeah. There's a yeah. um, there's a, a convention center in Berlin um, uh, called well, it's just the Messe Berlin, I think it's called. But there's mm-hmm. a very specific tree out in kind of the back of it, where you can basically climb into that tree, and there's just a little space. Um, what? Where like there's just you know, it's like it, I guess it's something to do with the species of tree, like a big old dead partly dead tree it's not with a partly, hollow in it. it's not partly dead it's thriving okay. but like if you sort of if you lift up the lower boughs and creep under there's like a oh. little there's just like a little like, kind of conical like a hollow. little cone okay. hollow shape and um okay. and when it was all getting a bit much i used to sneak under this tree <laughs> and because i went there kind of year on year i would sort of know like about the tree elf. Sometimes I'd bring trusted oh, friends into the tree. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, do you want to, we can take some Diet Cokes? We, we've got writing and work to do, but should we go do it under the tree? Because you can still you get on the no Wi-Fi. One, you must tell no one about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like the only green space available. <laughs> That's incredible. I wonder if it's still there. It oh, better be, yeah. yeah. It better be, yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah, liminal well, space. That was... Liminal space. Yes. That's what they are. That's why they're so aesthetically fascinating. It's like, you know the movie The Terminal? And, you know, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I, I've only seen that movie once. It was a long time ago. I don't remember being particularly blown away by it. But there's something about... But the concept. The concept. Yeah. There's something about the idea of... Mr. Of, Tom Hanks living in a, yeah, an airport. Yeah, exactly. Because you he has to live in a space where... Uh, yes. You know, wh- which it's meant to be transitional. It's meant to be transitional. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's meant to be passing through, not living in. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Okay. Well, this was a delightful, extremely lengthy tangent on um yeah it basically relates to capcom the capcom caper closely connected to the content of the episode thievery in a liminal space i know andy's listening to this i know andy can't resist so um i did also want to say that i was listening to well watching actually watching the video of of the capcom caper and thinking just as johnny's character concept for casimir yeah is is so clever so ingenious as like the crime dad who knows the rules Mm. both you know in a meta sense of the game and also in an in-universe sense of the you know the the rules of of being crims um it's such a genius idea to make a a kind of central part of your character concept be like a rivalry oh yeah a really a really like kind of not vicious but a really intense like yeah. flaming hatred, yeah. Yeah, an intense rivalry that I think is only only gets more and more interesting and important as the series progresses. Mm. You know, I mean, this mm. kind of I think I remember Andy presenting me the 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 concept of the character of Edvard, mm. and it was like you know it was a parallel between he's he's Tesla, and yes. and but in the universe there is an there is also an Edison. You know, someone yes. who is like. Um, Perhaps a professional rival who's more sort of mainstream, exactly successful. more mainstream, successful, more maybe commercially minded, but you know, arguably kind of less of the passionate genius. Mm-hmm, <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I, I, I think it's really, really clever, and I was so happy that Andy really played it up. And I think we, we basically, as you'll, as you'll hear as the series goes on, 
both seasons of Blades in the Dark go on, there's a kind of feedback loop of, you know, yeah. Andy being passionate about his rivalry with his hate, the hated Amadeus Astor. And, you know, th- that becoming like a bigger and bigger part of the like overarching yeah. story. Exactly. It's such an engine for yes. for where the story goes yeah. in a way that I did not predict. Because when Andy first described the character, I was like, oh, that's a fun bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. fun shtick to have. Yeah. That's like a comedy, a comedy facet of your character. And mm. actually it becomes like defining not just for not just for Edvard, but actually the entire yeah. series. Um playing cool. uh Amadeus Astor, which I mean spoiler alert is going to happen mm-hmm. uh is like the most nervous i have been being Aww. an npc ever like it just felt so important to nail it i had a real clear yeah. idea of like astor is someone who is basically very quick-witted and like always always says the like the cleverest wiliest thing which is obviously mm. hard to role play when you're not <laughs> simply, the cleverest wiliest clever person wily. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, um, that's hard. Like, I'm going to role play a genius right now, but that actually requires being genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I never thought about that. The challenge as a game master of of playing an NPC that you didn't devise, that like wasn't your creation. Yeah, I mean, that's a big. Yeah, well, that was that was the other thing. Like, I, I, you know, was kind of taking a run at it, but I wanted it to. I, I remember seeing comments of people being like, "I bet Amadeus Astor has never even heard of Edvard," oh, and it's like, right. You know, it's like if I decided that I was going to make my own phone and uh-huh. and was rubbish at it and it wasn't uh-huh. very good, I would uh-huh. call Tim Cook my rival. But Tim Cook doesn't, you know, <laughs> but Tim Cook doesn't know who I am. I don't know. Her, I remember yeah. like, yeah, I remember in the early days that was kind of you know, commenters suggesting kind of like, oh, I bet this Astor person doesn't even know who, who oh, Edvard is. Oh, that'd be so tragic. But like, I thought it, you know, I, so I was a bit nervous about kind of writing into canon the relationship mm. that they do have. But I was, yeah, I yeah. was you know. I, I just love the idea Ooh. that they do, you know, yes. like Astor would probably pretend, might pretend otherwise, but he definitely is on his radar because yes. because Edvard's a genius. Because Edvard is, yes. you know, he's the genuine yes. article. Yes. Yeah. Again, like just kind of elevating it from like, what's the kind of the comedy shtick? Like what's the bit? Yeah. And then what's actually the kind of elevated version of that where it's not that he doesn't know who he is. Mm. There's a kind of more nuanced relationship. Oh, there's such good, good Astor stuff coming up yeah. in uh, in the episodes to come so don't don't you dare go away no. next week's episode of blade in the blade in the dark blades plural in the dark is high stakes at the splintered bone oh yes brilliant uh, yeah I, I i couldn't remember the order off the top of my head but yeah this is this is you jane isn't it and yeah, um and, that's me. and mike which that's is me and mike a, a glorious pairing yeah, yeah yeah so look out for us that's zilla and barnaby uh, with uh, obviously Game Master Luke returning mm. next week on the Oxventure podcast, splintering some bones. That's right. Yep. Um, gosh, okay, yeah, it's it's kind of a Fight Club flavor. Yeah. So yeah, get ready in a fighting pit. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. It's good fun. All right. Well, uh, any final thoughts for the day? Final Anything thoughts. You wanna well, I, send out into the universe. I think um, you mentioning the next episode and having talked a lot about convention centers. Um, has made me think. Let's bring it back. <laughs> yeah, bring it back to convention center. That's what people want. They want to hear convention center <laughs> content. It's made me realize that Blades in the Dark, more so than other games, because each adventure tends to be set in one particular building. Uh, mm. And it's made me remember that when I was like, like trying to think of heists, I basically tried to like think of interesting kinds of buildings. 
Okay. Uh, and then kind of work backwards from that. So, you know, like a, a gothic castle or a luxury yeah, yacht. Yeah, what's the location and, you know. this week? Yeah. And uh, yeah, so so my final thought is to anyone out there who wants to play Blades in the Dark and you're thinking of running the game, try and think of, you know, just focus really, really hard on getting a really clear picture of a particular building and everything else will follow from that. Mm, and fall into place. Yep. That's the first actually useful uh, tabletop role playing game information that I think no no not you <laughs> that I think we've we've like yeah um, we've we've given on this yeah, uh, podcast so yeah. yeah don't get used to it but that is really <laughs> <Yeah>. good advice <laughs> that's really good that's a good one start with the location yeah start with the location cool. we're backwards anything else if you go to store.outsidexbox.com you will find some pretty nifty Oxventure dice a variety yeah. of different sets in fact so uh, if you are in need of a, a set of polyhedra then do go check that out at store.outsidexbox.com. Yep. Treat yourself to some Merylwyn's moonbeams or yep. or what have you. And otherwise, just have yourself a, a good, safe, happy week safe, between now. Safe times. Yep. Safe travels through the liminal spaces. Oh, yeah. Mm. Enjoy the liminal space. Enjoy this, uh, yeah. May you go peacefully and quickly through the liminal spaces, whatever enjoy. the opposite is. Subliminal? Yeah. Uh, I don't liminal, know. Unliminal? Uh, yeah, non non liminal spaces. Yeah. Um, stay away from them. Get in a liminal space. <laughs> get you, yeah. get yourself ensconced in a liminal space. Airport somewhere terminal, and enjoy a lift. It. Yeah. Stairwell. Yeah. Yeah. Long empty corridors. Yeah. Um, Travelator. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. The spiral bit on a multi story car park. Oh yeah. yeah. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Don't get hit though. Do no, stay safe. No. Safe travels through the liminal space, and we'll catch you next time on the Oxventure podcast. Bye. Hey folks, it's me, Andy, and Jane is here too. Hi, 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 hi. We've got Andy, some great doing? news about merch. We've found a load of old and retired uh, items and they're ready. They're back in the store, uh, ready for you to get your purchase on. We have Can- Corazon's Cannon Smoke Dice. Yeah. There's those great dice. We got maps, we got shirts, we got all kinds of classic vintage Oxventure and outside Xbox and outside extra goodies restocked in the store. That's at store.outsidexbox.com. You should go check those out for the elusive goodies that maybe you missed the first time around you won't believe these bargains folks head on over to store.outsidexbox.com for all the stuff you thought you'd missed forever it's back and waiting for you